right, man, we rolling up in the building. Oh, man, we got to get them out. All right, man. Shoot, let me mute this out. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, All right, y'all. All right, y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me? All right, we're in the building. Let me see. All right. We let the people come in the building, man. We almost there. It's all good. Black African power, everybody in the building, man. Go ahead and let the pile up a little bit, man, so we can get started, get right into it. If y'all can hear me, man, hit one in that chat. Hit that one. Hit that one. Line two. Yeah, everybody came through, man. Waiting for everybody to jump in, man. Get the building piled up. Get some real crispy information going in. Y'all know how we do it around here. Quick and easy, easy and quick. Hit that one if you can hear me, if you can hear me.
Keeping numbers looking like man, so we can get up in this thing real quick, man. Get it going, get it in early. Five twenty-five, man. Maybe y'all can enjoy some of the content flowing home from work, right? Here's a little schedule here going. You know, try to go right after my man Garfield go, so we can bring the audience over, man. We're gonna work in tandem with each other, man. We're gonna have to. Uh, gonna have to man a lot of crabs out here man and you know we just gotta stick stick with the people solid solid Man, yeah, y'all should be able to hear me. I'm thinking I'm hoping the one man you can hear me. That's what I said. You can hear me hit that one. All right. All right. So yeah, man, we um sit back and join all the information flowing. Uh realizing that we just got a whole lot of scroll, man. So people sell information. We we'll have to really vibe together, man. Breaking up bad, man. So, y'all, I'm breaking up. <laughs> I shouldn't be breaking up bad now. Don't think I am. Might have switched over to man, this is crazy right here. One second. Uh. 
Oh, she made it hear me, man. You know, I was in a car and the system switched over. Didn't want it to switch over, because it was good how it was. So we know how to get this. All right, now I know y'all should be to hit me now. We're gonna get that straight in one moment. Five more. We're gonna get everything going popping in one minute. Good. That one, one more time. Anyway, we're gonna gonna have a powerful, informative show. Um, you know, any of y'all that know me know I try to put in a little reading time, man. Um, I learned that just a little bit every day, kind of um, it maximizes uh potential to learn and understand. So you don't have to read a whole book in a day, just a little, you can read a piece of it. You know, you can read a chapter, maybe a half a chapter. On the subjects uh, that we talking about, it's some real good books. And, you know, if you're reading a half a chapter in the morning and another half, half a chapter at night, or maybe just a half, half a chapter a day or something like that, by the time you get to the end of the week, man, you got a couple, couple chapters under your belt. and um, the reason it kind of takes me so long because I like to look up the information and go back and, and source and then if I get to get to a position where it's something that I'm reading that I don't understand I looked it up I'll, I'll find a good a college level YouTube video on it that sounds funny a, a, a high level YouTube no like a college level college professor college professor actually um, teaching on the subject and that's how I know, that's how I get down. Um, so like I said, if I could do it, everybody can do it. Um, and it shouldn't be that, it ain't that hard, man. So never let a person trick you. Be part of the learning process. That's, that's really, really essential. Yeah, it's essential that we part of that process, man. Um, Cause there's a lot of stuff out here. There's a lot of trickumship out here, man, and that's what's going down. Straight trickumship, wholeheartedly, a hundred percent, sounding good, looking good, but for gazy. Yeah, man. There's a couple more people coming to come in the room, man, and um, and we're gonna get this thing started, man. Get in and get out. and get out. Man, this is what we don't need, man. We don't need to get here right there, man. Come on, man. Oh, man. One second. You know, I'm in between doing all kind of daddy duties. Yo, y'all, y'all got to excuse me, man. 
One second. All right. So let me see where we at. See if we if we at the spot where we where we want to be at. All right, we got 75. Hey, we got 90. We almost at that 100, man. <laughs> Somebody gonna ask me how many? I don't have no kids. I got teenagers. I got teenagers. I got twins. Two, two male twins, two sons, three sons, two of my twins, and two daughters. And 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 two mother of my children. Two, two mothers. That's what I got. One second, give me one second, we can get this going. All right, I'm live on the show. I had to had to get my son talking that basketball talk. Yeah, your hands got to be stronger, little man. You feel me? That's why I give you the little thing. I always give you tools you're going to need before you get into the situation. That's what good parents do. <laughs> right? It's too late after you're in the damn situation. All right, man, so we, at, we close to 100 yet? All right. I'm almost in the building. I don't know where the rest of the pseudo killers is, man. Um, I know Brendan said he on his way, right? I got some some good quotes I want to read for my morning read, right? I want to kind of wait. Then I want to open up the panel early, right? So we can hear, see what y'all think. And yeah, um, we, you know, we, we, we have actually gotten away from talking about the cosmos, which is, a, which is important. 
but there's some some literary not say literary there's some you know our literacy level has to be at a, at a level and because you know we want to always be able to have conversations with our family members and we don't want to uh confuse them so um basically i think the first message message is when you start to talk to people about this thing ours and uh let me see you admit hold on what's going on Anthony? got Mr. Anthony Bowman in the building. Wait. How you doing, brother? What's happening? You all right? Yeah, man. We're here live, man. I was just picking up my son. You ready to get in. Get into it, man. I know, man, you had a great conversation <laughs> through my frustration with my telescope. Wow. It was a wild one. And I was like, what? <laughs> the what move? <laughs> so I went flatter, ladies and gentlemen. I definitely went flatter. And see, we all can do it. Because like we say, science is actually counterintuitive. So you never really, you never, you never realize the earth is moving to, to when you're put in a position. And when and when it moves, you be like, did it move? Yeah, so that's the position I was in. I was uh, outside my telescope. My son went in the house. And, you know, I'm trying to do this thing, this thing that Anthony always do with the telescope, focus in, use your right. I did, and I finally caught a daggone star or plow or what the hell I caught. And I got it in my sights. I'm like, yeah, I got it, because I was hyped up. By the time I left to go get my son and come back, it wasn't there. So it was like I lied to my son. I'm like, well, I, I did have it. Anthony said, like, dude, you know, you, you know everything is moving, right? I was like, huh? So I was, I said, so I had the mentality of a, of a person that was on a flat earth. So yeah, the, the star, it, it moves. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy, Anthony, right? So we talk all the science, but when it's in real time and things move, you forget that things really move. Crazy. So that's yeah, why I was at, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's really hard to tell, you know, if you're not, well, if you're paying attention to the sky, you can see, you know, it. At eight o'clock at night, you come out and look, you see something real bright, and then you come back at 11 o'clock and it's not, it's not there anymore. You know, it's because everything is moving. I mean, you, know, you, got, you got the earth rotating 24 hours in a day. And then at the same time, it's orbiting the sun. 365 days make a year. So without <clears throat> a certain type of amount, you're not gonna be able to look at our objects alone without having to readjust because it's it's moving and you're moving. You know, but you can you can actually experience that with a telescope. Because like you say, <laughs> it didn't take long either. It'll stay in your eyepiece maybe about two, two or three minutes. And the whole time you'll see it through your eyepiece, moving across your eyepiece. You know, you'll see it moving. If you look at it long enough, just sit there and stare at it once you find something. And that's with everything, everything up there moving. The moon, <clears throat> all the planets. I mean, you know, 
the planets are orbiting the sun as well. So, you know, everything moves. And it's, it's pretty evident when you got a telescope because you can actually, with the telescope, it's, with the, the eyepiece, you know, it, it, it magnifies what you're looking at. So when you got a, a smaller millimeter eyepiece, the faster the object is gonna move or appear to be moving because you're closer, it's like you're, you're closer to it, you know, with the telescope for, you know, visually. So with a wider field of view, the slower the movement will be. But the closer you get in on that object, the faster it's gonna appear to be moving. So the speeds of it change, but that's only because of your, I guess you can say your observation angle or what you're using to actually observe the object with. But it's all moving, even Andromeda. <clears throat> Andromeda rises in the Northeast and it moves across the Northern sky and sets in the Northwest. You know, and the planets pretty much rise in the East, set in the West. And you have other stars and objects that rise in the Southeast and set in the Southwest. But everything is coming up on the Eastern side and setting on the West. And it does it over a course of time. So, mm. Yeah, everything moving. Everything moving. So we got a we got a good question here. You know, you know, we've had this discussion before. We had it live. Um, as our audience audience builds, uh, I go back to science is counterintuitive, and so you know, for a long time, man actually thought that the sun went around the earth because we was earth earth, earth centric. All right, meaning meaning. For people living on Earth, everything is about Earth, all right? And so, you know, the church and everybody actually, church and everybody actually was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it is. And then you get uh, strong, what's the name of the astronomer? Yo, they said different. Mr. Anthony. He said that. first was it uh, Copernicus? And the level. Who they kept on house arrest? Who they kept on house arrest? Galileo. Galileo. So remember, Galileo was, was talking about that. They put him, <laughs> the cat, that's why you can't trust the church. The church are actually finance science. And then when you come up with something, this counter to what they Bible saying, they put you on house arrest. <laughs> Got Brendan in the building. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? All right, pseudo killers on deck. Yeah, we got a full house too, man. All right. What's happening, right. Brandon? You doing yeah, all right? What's going on, Anthony? I'm just getting getting situated here. Make sure. Give me some volume in my headset here. Yeah, we both getting situated. Yeah. We can get this on, but I got this question for Anthony. We talk about uh, Galileo, who was put on house arrest. <laughs> We're talking about the earth going around the sun, right? So I want to throw a curveball in there. We've talked about this before. Uh, hold on, I'm, I think I can switch over now because I'm at the spot. Hold on, I kind of switch over now and ask that question. And, and hold on, one second. Here we go. They get in here, and you know we had a good, heartily debate on that. Let me get out. 
Get out of here. Boom. All right. I see the chat filling up. Peace, Omar. All right. Peace, Star Mods. Peace, Miss Tiff. All right. Fitz in the house. Okay. Vasa. We got every most of our, uh, our our normals, our regulars coming in. James, Airplane James, what's up, bro? All right, sure. And you know what? What was one of the interesting things, uh, Ankh? I caught you over on, uh, I think it was Sonetta's channel last night, and you guys were having somewhat a flat Earth conversation, young young Earth conversation as well. Right. right. Um, debating, yeah, I guess, with uh, one of the sisters and her position was that uh, she believed in the young earth theory. Right. Which postulates that the earth is around six thousand years old. Right. We know where that comes from. That comes from the biblical narrative, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, one of the brothers uh, asked a very interesting question on when he jumped on the panel. He asked, how do you guys know? Right that the earth is 4.5 billion years old, right? How, how, how do you guys know? I said, I know you guys read this or you saw it online or you did through your research, but how do you know it, right? Um, and one of the interesting things, and uh, actually uh, we, were, we, we were talking about this, we were reviewing some information in our back chat, um, is through, well, I guess, you know, you would, you would consider a radiocarbon dating, right? That whole process, right? We're very, very familiar with that, right? And is a synonym for that called radiometric dating. And it's a very interesting mineral, right, that we can observe. And this is just, or, you know, just some information for everybody that's sort of listening in. If you ever get this, you're talking to somebody that believes in the young earth theory, always think about this, right? There's a mineral on the earth that's called zircon, right? Um, That we actually can use, right, for under analysis to determine right? The age of the earth, right? Now, one of the the difficulties of judging the age of the earth, right, through using minerals and rocks and things like that, is that the earth is constantly recycling its crust, right? We have these plate tectonic shifts, you know, we have the weathering of the earth, all these things are constantly cycling, making changes, right? But one of the interesting things about this particular mineral that I learned, right, zircon, they call it the indestructible um, material, the indestructible mineral, right? Not that you just, you can't destroy it, right? If you take a hammer and you bash a piece of zircon, of course it'll shatter. It's very brittle, right? But one of its physical characteristics is that it is very resilient to the weathering, the natural weathering that occurs on the earth, right? So when they, they, they can actually go, these scientists, these geological scientists can go to Australia and actually analyze these pieces of zircon, these very, very ancient pieces of zircon, right? And the thing that's interesting about it, right? If they they take it, right? And they slice, they slice the zircon in very, very minuscule pieces, right? Almost hair-like pieces to put those, those pieces under microscopic analysis, right? And one of the interesting things about zircon is that it has birth rings like a tree. Right. So just like if you could actually if you slice a tree, you cut down a tree, you can actually take a look at the birth rings of the tree. Right. You can actually take a look. Scientists look at the birth rings of the zircon. Right. To to not only analyze it's the overall age of the piece of mineral. Right. They could actually take a look and see they can understand what were some of the geological characteristics of the earth during those ancient times. 
right? That's one way that they use zircon. Another interesting fact about zircon is that it has somewhat of an internal clock inside of the, the zircon, right? Which is uranium, right? Uranium, any, any of our chemistry nuts, right? We know that uranium has a half-life of four and a half billion years old, right? So it starts to sound a little, little interesting and familiar here. Right, unlike carbon, right, which isn't very uh, useful in terms of de uh, determining the age of the earth, I think carbon has a half-life of about 6,000 years or so, right? With this uranium acting as an internal clock of that six or oh, that four and a half billion uh, year half-life, right? They could actually do analysis on the rate of decay internally on those ancient pieces of zircon, right? To, to determine the age of the earth. And some of the oldest pieces of zircon, right? In terms of that internal clock, that uranium decay, they've actually calculated, I think they've found some pieces that were 4.3 billion years old, right? Um, now there is like an adjustment to get to 4.5. They use, I think around two, around 200,000 years, what they do, they say, okay, well, we know that the earth took some time in terms of the, the early sort of how, how it catalyzed, right? How, how, you know, the cooling of the earth, all these different things. So those, those, those dates, those early few hundred thousand years were taken into account, but that 4.2, 4.3 billion year age of a zircon, that's how scientists can understand the true age of the earth. And that's just a, just a, a, a high level sort of science uh, factoid uh, that we can use in terms of, when we start debating people about this uh, this young Earth theory, okay. So all right, um, I'm gonna stop right there, and then I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite scientists, Claire Patterson, right? Um, and uh, Claire Patterson was actually um, featured in the Cosmos, and Neil deGrasse talked about that. It was it was great. But let's see what we got in the chat here, real quick. Um, we had that magic number. We passed that. We had 117 people in the building, man. So, man, I'm appreciating everybody coming through. And it was a question I was going to ask Anthony. But before we do that, man, you know how we do it, man. Black African power was good, was happening. A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woohoo we Man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's the pseudo-killers on deck. And we come to do what we got to do, and we're going to do what we got to do. We standing tall, we standing strong, pseudo killers on deck. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, man? What to do, what to do, what to do? Pseudo killer official, man. What's good with you, bro? Oh, peace to you, my brother. Peace to your uh, brother, Brandon. Everybody in the chat, appreciate you tuning in. And like I always say, when you're scientifically literate, they can't drag you down to their level and beat you up with experience. So that's, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I, like I know that. I can't. Even... Man, come on, man. You can't get me like that, yo. Not in the middle of the show. Hey, what's going on, Brendan? Man, pseudo killer official, man. What it do? What it do? What it do? Uh, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Anthony? Peace out, the pseudo killers. Peace to the chat, our uh, mods. Right. Thank you for the support. Thanks for tuning in. All right, dude, just coming back from the holiday, man. Really enjoyed uh, some time with the family. Uh, like I said, I had my, my sister-in-laws uh, in town. Uh, we had, you know, some of, some of the family here. We had a great time. Uh, of course, right, we ate all day on Thursday, 
had fun at the casino on Friday. We got them on the road back safe on Saturday. So can't complain at all. And, you know, besides today, getting back to work, I got a ton of email. I'm kind of swamped under, but hey, can't complain, brother. We said we're in the holiday season. So, you know, it is what it is, right? Please hope we, um, I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah, we right here, man. We right here. So I wanted to ask uh, Anthony. So Anthony, and we was talking about Copernicus, and we was talking about, um, man, why I keep forgetting his name, man? What's the guy that kept my house arrest? Uh, Galileo. Damn, boy, I need to stop that. Man, that water getting strong, ain't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Galileo. So he talked about, they at that point, uh, they was talking about the sun going around the earth, right? And he introduces uh, the heliocentric model where the earth actually goes around the sun. So yeah, you know, we were doing some research and talking. So I'm gonna ask you, Anthony, and we had, this was fun. And we talked about this on the previous show. So actually, does the sun go around the earth? Explain that. Uh, yeah. It does, mm. but it's it's actually a, a point of the, the center of gravity between the earth and the sun. Mm. See, the sun takes up about, I want to say it's about 95% of the mass of the, of the solar system. And it has a gravitational effect on everything in the solar system. Well, those objects also have a gravitational effect on the sun. Now, because the sun is so massive and so large, that center point of gravity is, it doesn't make it past the surface of the sun, but it, it's, it's still making an orbit. And it's very, very small, but in the big picture, yeah, they're both orbiting each other. Ah, and that's the answer. And that's the counterintuitive answer, right? That's interesting. So yes, it's, it's gravity and everything is affected by gravity. So even uh, the earth has an effect on the gravitational pull of the sun, but it's very, 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 very tiny. Very, very, very small. And we know that the earth, that the sun has a, uh, a hell of a gravitational pull. We're in the gravity, we're actually in the sun. We're, we're in the sun bubble. Okay, that's what they say. And uh, uh, like Vance say, yeah, but they sent the probe. Uh, for the first time in the history of humanity, and they sent the, man has went interstellar, right? And when we say interstellar, we mean in between the stars, meaning they've left the space bubble. Now for me, that's mind boggling. That's incredible to me. It's a voyager, I believe. Right? When Vance told me, I was like, well, he said, yeah, yeah, OG, you know, the uh, you know, the Voyager is outside of the sun boat. And I was like, what? It's crazy to me. Wow, that man has went that, went that far with that. I mean, yeah. incredible, right? And that thing you standing in front of right there is god on incredible too, bro. That that telescope, that's serious right there. You you ain't playing with it. You did serious with that. So we armed and dangerous with the tools. That's deep. But yeah, so yeah, interstellar, yeah, the gravitational pulls and all that. This is this is important for you to defeat uh, pseudoisms. <laughs> yeah. So right. you mentioned gravity last night as well. I think you guys had some conversations about gravity. 
And uh, the brother was asking, well, how do you know gravity is real? And you you basically gave him the the, the most rudimentary uh, ex experiments. Like, it was just stand up on your bed and fall backwards and see what happens to your body, right? Mm -hmm. So, which which is that 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 very intuitive explanation, right? We all know intuitively what gravity does, right? We experience it every day. But there's some other scientific um, things regarding gravity that we know that that how we know it exists as well, right? So we, this whole idea in terms of special relativity, right? And the GPS clocks that that actually take uh, that that give us accurate location information, right? We know we know that gravity is real, right? Due to the effects of special relativity as well. Right. And when you're talking about the, the movement of those GPS clocks, because we know based on special relativity, the faster uh, object moves. Right. The slower the clock. Right. Relative to the motion of that object. Right. But one of the, the other interesting things regarding special relativity is that gravity has an impact on time as well. And right. In terms of how gravity accelerates objects. Right. We're all under the acceleration effect of gravity right now. Right. Um, not accelerating in terms of you getting in the car and you know putting your, your, your foot on the gas. That's not the type of acceleration that we're talking about, right? Even though it's sort of similar, but in terms of the acceleration is that force, right? That gravity actually places on you. And one of the interesting things about that accelerating force of gravity, right, is that objects closer to the earth, right? Those clocks tick at different rates as opposed to objects that are higher up. Right. And scientists, we could we've got clocks that are so precise, right, down to the point that you could actually put a clock on the floor and then take another clock, raise it by 10 feet. Right. And the, the clocks between those two, those two high precision time clocks that scientists use, those 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 times are different based on the acceleration of gravity. Those are some of the, the empirical tests, empirical observation through test and observation, how we know that gravity is real. Mm. I think that's a, that was a, a sort of a, a really interesting and, and sort of a, a fascinating effect of, of gravity, right? Like, for instance, you take a clock and put it on the surface of Jupiter, right? Because its gravity is so uh, enormous and larger than ours, right? The clock on Jupiter, right, will tick at a different rate than the clock that sits on the surface of the Earth, right? All due to that accelerating effect of gravity. Mm. Off the chain right there. Hey, we got a pseudo killer official just popped on, man. What's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? I ain't doing further well, man. How everybody doing? Hey, good to see you around there, brother. You know what it good, is. Good, good I'm man. Uh, happy to finally join the panel. Uh, oh. I've been in and out of school, working, volunteering, uh, but I be listening. I know you so did. Right get, there peace, Malcolm. Peace. If I get quiet for a little bit, it's because I'm taking a test, man. I'm uh, finished up this uh, first semester on this uh, bachelor's degree for uh, nursing. So trying to get that BSN and later move on uh, further, probably master's and possibly PhD. So we'll see. We'll see how things going, man. I'm always listening, bros. And I hope that yeah. I contribute to the conversation. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you, bro, all the time, man. Somebody say Black Black Telex says, bro, are you are you serious? You think gravity affects the clock? Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Science, science is counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. Hey, hey, and and you know what? There's here's some suggested listening for you, right? <laughs> if you're interested in this these types of topics, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll put the uh, link to it in the chat. 
and there's uh there's a uh, actual there are there's an audio book that you can get on Audible that is very good. Let me take a look at the title, the name. It says "The Evidence for Modern Physics," right? The Evidence for Modern Physics does a really really great job of giving you detailed. Well, I wouldn't say detailed. It get, it's at the layman's level, so you can kind of understand it. It gives you explanations for a lot of the different physical phenomena that we see on the, you know, throughout the universe, right? And it does a great job explaining these things. It does a great job explaining, like, for instance, how do we know the speed of light, right? How do we, how do we really know that, right? It talks about uh, gravity. It talks about, let's see some of the, the topics on this particular book here. Because again, this it's actually one of my favorites in terms of uh, of, of just freshening up on information, right? And kind of and checking yourself: Do you really understand some of these scientific concepts here? So let me see. Let's see if I can pull it up without. Like, I'm going to put myself on mute. You guys go ahead, and then I'll I'll I want to read off a couple of the uh, of the chapters in the evidence for modern physics in a second. Hold on. Okay, so all right, while I'm there, trying to find the book, the map, I believe it's called The Magic of Reality. Yes, absolutely. Okay, The Magic of Reality. I want to come to the chapter. Let me see. Hold on. I want to see what chapter is in. Oh, man, I ain't got the chapters in here. Shoot. So if so, you know, around here we live or die by the damn sources. We're never gonna say something that's not sourced up by experts. So I'm talking about Claire Patterson and all that. And um uh Brendan talked about um he talked, he was actually talking about radioactive molecules, is what he was talking about. And he was talking about that they actually decay at a constant rate, right? On sign of the show, I said 4.2. Uh, um, I was corrected. It's actually the half-life of uh, uranium-238 uh, that decays to, to lead-206. Uh, the half-life is really 4.5 billion years. I said 4.2 is 4.5. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Brendan. Hey. I, I tell you, you're close. We try to we try to stay as, as close as possible to the science, but you were right on it, brother. You were you were right on top of it. But I was I, wrong. I tell you because the half life is actually four point five billion years, and we, I talked about Claire Patterson a little bit, and I want to read a little bit about Claire Patterson. But my source for for these radioactive molecules, because that's what we're talking about, right, is actually mm -hmm. the magic of reality by Dawkins. Have a lovely chapter on that. And 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 the reason I love Dawkins' work is because he breaks the shit down real simple for you. Mm -hmm. Crazy, right? And and so if y'all go back and listen to Sarnetta's show, right, I knew that the brother wouldn't understand a, a, a decay rate of igneous rocks. So igneous rocks are actually a melting lava. And when they harden, the clock starts, right? The radioactive, the uranium starts to decay at a constant rate now, right? All right? And so all they got to do is measure the amount of lead, right? And then they know when the clock started, right? So every time those rocks heat up, heat up, liquefy, and then get silent again, right? That boom, that radio decay starts. So remember that. 
right? This is how they date a lot of stuff. This is how they actually uh, came to get the approximate date of, you know what I'm saying, of the earth, right? Oh, yeah. right? But, but Dawkins, in his book, The Magic of Reality, right? All right? The whole chapter talk about that. It's serious. And so on some of the show, although I mentioned the radioactive molecules and uranium-238 and lead-206, who I know nobody's going to understand, right? I gave you the simple example of a calendar, uh, 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 of a uh, mm, a candle, right? And gray, gray, and gray beard in the uh, the chat, he just uh, corrected us. He said molecules are isotopes. The brother, you are correct. They are the radioactive isotopes, right? So cool. We we God dude, damn, I, our chat is on point. I tell you, but our chat is on point. What the hell I'm talking about? Okay, we good. We good. Yeah, we want to get it right. Okay, but I apologize for that. But. The point I was making is, which you just made me forget my damn point. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'll be just... <laughs> Did I even have a point? I had a point about Sinclair. I, had, I was talking <laughs> about the candles. I was trying to give you an example. Right, right. Something we won't mess up. We won't mess up the candle, goddamn. I bet y'all don't mess up the candle. How much y'all want me? How much y'all want that? Hey, hey, I messed up the date of the Holocene the other night. I was like, is that just around 6,000? It was like, Brittany was like, shut up, Brittany, 10,000, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. We got, man, we got Brother Sosa on there. What's going on, Brother Sosa? Pseudo kill official. Yeah, you know, you, you've been beckoned. How you doing, brother? What's good? Pseudo kill official. What's good? What's good? I, I I just I heard the end of it. I don't know if you're talking to me or not. I just I just, I just came in. What's good though? How you doing, brother? Salsa, peace, 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 Salsa. All right, welcome Proud back, welcome back. Welcome back. I mean, welcome back. I ain't never left. Like, you ain't never left. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Like what happened? Right. right. <laughs> peace, to you, Salsa. Uh, peace, right. peace, man. I, I, you know, I like the I like the make real. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. I ain't went nowhere, you know what I'm saying? For sure. He's coming back. He's good. All right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate your work, man. Appreciate your, your level, right? And what you do, man. And and like I said, all the brothers, yo, we're here to help each other, brothers and the sisters, man. And our approach to get proper signs, right? And so I talked about the candle, and I bet you I won't mess up the candle. So so this is what humans did. They took the damn candle, man, and they started at the beginning of the day. And they lit it. And they lit it burn. Right? And if the candle, if the candle itself lasted to when it got dark, then they realized, hey man, we can figure out what a half a day is. Just so when the candle was halfway burnt, that's a half a day. Same with that uranium, right? 238. See that half life? So now, if you know the day, if you know the day, then you can break the half a day, right? With that count. And they also did it with uh with water in like a bucket, right? And they would let it drip out, right? And they would measure how long it would take, right, for it to drip out in a day. The same process, right? So something very simple, okay, to something that's simple to scientists, but might be complicated if you don't know what the radioactive isotopes is. What did he say about the radioactive isotopes? Brendan, you muted. I can't hear you. He was on the phone. I can't see the chat. Anyway, so let me read about Sinclair real fast. No, he was he was just he was just saying in terms of uh the, the terminology we were using. I think we were using the term molecule 
in regards to the uranium, but, but but you know it was radioisotopes was a more a more appropriate term for it. I don't think he's gonna get past Dawkins on that. I'm gonna let you <laughs> have it though. Don't make me pull out the different media. Maybe it was radioactive atoms or my it was radioactive atoms. Maybe that's even better. Okay. But what is that atom made up? Let me stop. <laughs> Right. Nah, 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 nah. Well, it's unbiased when you need him. He's our he's our chemistry expert, right? Yeah, so, over there messing up somewhere. Okay, let me read this. This particular now, now, now you can uh, look at the episode. I want y'all to go to the episode, episode seven, right? Of Cosmos, and it's called the Clean Room. Okay, let me show y'all this. Right, I'm I'm just showing you how I learn, man. You just get some real basic. Don't try to go super duper. Don't try to read everything. Social reading and Brendan reading. They can get you with that. Yeah, don't even do that. They're going to, you know, you really got to be really, really, really wanting to do it. Do like I do. I'm going to go look at this. See, here you go. You look at the, the episode of the Cosmos. Look. All right, get that. Put that into your folder. Right? Learned a lot from this episode. Okay? Coupled it with the magic of reality. Those two items, right? I have you locked in, right? With the radioactive atoms, right? I said molecules. I'm gonna go listen to that that chapter again before I get off the show, and 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 how the water and the candles. But right here, the clean room is the seventh episode of American documentary television series, The Cosmos. It goes on to say it premiered. I want to read that. Boom, boom. It say the episode explores the methods and processes used to measure the the age of the Earth. Right. So yeah, your kids. You'll get your kids. Let them sit down. Right, y'all all watch it together. Excellent family show. They're gonna be looking at the TV like this. Stop. That's how serious it is. It said the episode also plays tribute to geologist Claire Patterson. Okay, Richard Jean uh, in his quest to remove uh, the, the the near what is this the neuro neurotoxin lead from gasoline. All right, neuro neurotoxin. I'm I'm saying that right from from the gasoline. It said the episode. Uh, uh, title alludes to Patterson attempts to sterilize his lab after realizing that the inconsistent results in his experiments were due to lead contamination. This is important right here, right? So the byproduct that they was using in, in, to stretch the gasoline, uh, it's, a, it's a word, isn't it? Acotron or something. I can't quite think of what that name was. Y'all can go to the episode, right? But 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 it's his results, right? When he was um, measuring the at the lead in the atmosphere, right, was 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 messed up. So he tried to make a space where the outside environment would not contaminate his experiment, right? So so it's a, in, in his attempt, he actually produced one of the first clean rooms, and that's and that's dope, okay. But he still couldn't get his results right, and what he realized was was right here. Right, that the gas they was using this lead, the, the neurotoxin lead, right, that was in this gasoline, yeah, you know I'm saying, was actually polluting planet Earth. And it took this man 20 years for people to even believe him. Because remember, he was funded. Now, people always talking about funding. Yes, he was funded by the oil companies. So the damn oil company sure as hell ain't gonna agree with, hey, what you talking about, man? This gas is, is contaminating the earth. No, sir, buddy. So he lost all that funding, right? Even though he was an expert, he lost that funding. The gas companies had other scientists 
right, to bog them down with the argument back and forth. So this debate went on for 20, 15 years, maybe, right? And it came up again in Congress. And they said, well, hey, uh, man, let's, let, let's call on Claire Patterson, right, again. And so he came and he, and, and, and he gave his information, he gave his results, and uh, they accepted it. And so, you know, when I was growing up, when I was young, when I was about seven, right, or eight, I remember going to the gas stations and you could get, uh, all the gas was lead. It was leaded gas. Now, when y'all go get some gas, you got something called unleaded gas. But this was based off of this guy right here, Claire Patterson and his experimentation uh, and, 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 and producing the first clean room, right? Trying to get his results right because he felt like the numbers was too damn high. Why? And he realized the numbers were so high because there's some lead coming from another outside source. Well, what was it? And he realized it was the gasoline. And he was using this byproduct in the gas to stretch the gas. As a matter of fact, when he was going back through his uh, uh, testing and stuff, he went to these gas plants and realized that people were dying from lead poisoning. Okay? Dying from lead. He's like, dying from lead poisoning. Why would they die from lead poisoning? He realized that the product they was using, I forget the name of this particular product that had lead in it, right? You know what I'm saying? It was cheap. All right? You know it's always about that dollar, right? It was cheap. And, and he realized that that product that the people at the plant were handling were giving them lead poisoning. And this product was being produced, put in the gas to stretch it because it was cheap, right? Was was going coming out the emissions and, and, and killing people on planet Earth. Fascinating story, man. All this to get the age of the earth right. See how science works? So you definitely weren't going to be reading the Bible and figure that out. Y'all all would have been dead, burning that quote-unquote leaded gas. Anyway, so I think I think we did a great job right there. Um, go deeper. I want to know the name of the daggone product that was in there, though. It's a, it's a, I can't think of the product that was, oh, here you go. I got it. Here you go. Ryan, Zion, that's it. Here you go. Boop. Act with a count of lead and Zion. Let me see, hold on. Uh, Harris Brown, to, let me see, to provide an accurate count of lead. and That's what you talked about, right, Brendan? That's it. <laughs> it's the same, the, the same uh, mineral, right? That's the zircon. Yeah, you got slick right there. Hold that's on. That's it. Right. You were slick right there. Hold on. Tyson then outlines the work of Patterson did. The graduate under advisor Harrison Brown to provide an accurate count of the lead in Zycon. Okay, particle from the meter. You talked about the meter crater. All right, hold on. Similar results bringing collection. Hold on. Uh, George Tilton uh, of Uranian counts. Yep, yeah, we talked about Uranium. Everybody listens to the show now understands. The rate that uranium decays, uranium-237, hold on, 238, uh, hold on, established the half-life, remember? Yep, uranium counts with established the half-life of uranium's radioactive decay. There you go. Now, I told you we always going to have something that, that, that match up with the hell we saying, right? To lead, uh, this would be used to estimate the age of the Earth. Yep, it's all right here. That's, that's and, it's, great. and it's in real simple form. That, that helps. Hey, that that's great because it's backing yeah. us up. It's not like we're just on here talking, right? Nah, we never we refuse to do that shit. Absolutely. Yeah, when me and Salsa argue, we arguing over books. Mm. Always, always. 
Patterson found that watches that his results were contaminated by lead. All right. Um, ambient environment uh, compared to Tilton's results and required the construction of the first ultra-high clean room to remove the traces of environmental lead. All right. Remember I talk about too much lead in the environment. Uh, with these clean results, Patterson was able to estimate the age of the Earth 4.5 billion years. Yeah, that's a half-life, yeah. Okay, Tyson goes on to explain that Patterson's work in performing lead-free experiments uh, directed him to the investigation, yeah, to investigate the source of the lead. Remember I talked about that? Tyson notes how lead does not naturally occur in Earth's surface, but has been uh, readily mined by humans, like the Roman Empire. Yeah, so you can go to the Arctic and find remains of those Romans smoking that damn lead. That's why them Vikings and them Romans had lead poisons with them cups, right? And that lead is poisonous to humans, yep. As in uh, examine the levels of lead in the common environment, in the deepest parts of the ocean, and at Arctic, at ice, yep. Let me see, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Here you go. Okay, uh, he would discover that the higher levels of lead were from the use of this the word, tetralead. That's it. Am I saying that right? That's it right there. Tetrathalead. I think I'm saying that right. Tetrathalead. That's the byproduct of that damn gas. Yeah. Mm. I said that right, Brenton. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you're close enough. Tetrathalead. Tetrathalead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's okay. it. That's we'll, what I wanted. We'll That's it. That's what they was using in here. And that daggone gas. And let it gasoline. Mm. Yep. There you so it go. Does, so uh, it's suffice to say that using lead paint in your house doesn't sound like a good <laughs> idea, right? Dr. Feel Good Valentine. <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. Knock it off. Right? You got to yeah. knock it off. Right. Yeah, knock, and, knock. right. And here is, I just put in a link to the great courses. This is the evidence for modern physics. You guys go and check that out, man. That's uh, it's some, some really good listening, right? This just stay on top of your game with everything from a physics perspective, right? And uh, when you guys take a look at it, it's a part of the great courses. In this particular course, it's done by uh, PhD Don Lincoln, right? Uh, I think he's, uh, he graduated from uh, Rice University. I think that's where he got his PhD. But some of the good, um, the lectures that he has in here, he talks about uh, quantum entanglement, right? Which is, we're going to actually do a, a show on that, right? Regarding quantum entanglement. Uh, he talks about the wave particle duality of light, right? Which is a topic that always comes up and that, that gets mixed up with pseudoisms sometimes, right? That the whole wave particle duality of light piece, it talks about that, Um Let's see what else some of the really, really good ones. It does it has a good uh episode about the Higgs boson, right? And why it's important. Cosmic inflation. It has a uh, I think uh, episode 18 or course 18 is about cosmic inflation. It breaks down that's the evidence for the Big Bang, right? That's one of the most important pieces of evidence that uh supports the Big Bang theory. Um, and it also goes into a lot of the, the quantum stuff as well. It talks about you know, quantum gravity, right? How do we know the quantum wave or the gravitational waves? It talks about that as well. 
Um, so yeah, this is always a good, I probably listened to this, uh, this course three or four times, right. And it just never gets old for me, but I just wanted to put that in there as a reference for the, for the family. Yeah. A, a, They're not going to get around. They can't get around that. They're like not going to be able to get around. You can't get around that. I like the way you broke the red down. Tetra Ethelay. I like the way you put that. Um, uh, Jed, appreciate that, bro. Yep, that's how you would actually pronounce that. I see you in there acting a fool. What you talking about, Black Tetelet? <laughs> you want? We gonna drop that link. We definitely gonna drop that link. So yeah, when we drop the link, man, we're not gonna be um howling and screaming at each other, man. We gonna we, we really want to make sure the ideas get heard to the community, man. We're not doing that shit. We're not cutting nobody off. Uh, we understand who show this is, the pseudo killer show, and, and we invite conversation and, and, and diverse opinions, right? What we're not going to do is, though, we're not going to sit up here and people throw around claims and don't support their claims with solid information. So we let you on, right? But don't come in here like you some kind of walking dictionary because we don't believe you, All right? Hey, so you want to add something to the conversation, bro? Anything? I'll just add, um, <clears throat> you know, these folks on Mars, and you ain't got past gravity yet. You're talking like the 16th century, 16th, 17th century, man. Like, you got a long way to go, fam. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> maybe uh, that part uh, of the studies ain't for you. Man, go ahead and pick up on something more modern, man. Don't, even waste, your, don't waste your time back there in gravity, folks. These folks don't move past that, man. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll I, I just say that. <laughs> That's funny, yo. Crazy. Absolutely. Crazy. All right. Yeah, so, um, uh, man. All right, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle, man. I don't know if you're in the chat, man. That's my man, yo. All the way, all the way live. Uh, Systematic <laughs> Classifications of Life, YouTube. That's a video you want me to look at. I'm on top of it. Go ahead, Brendan. No, I was going to say that you guys had a, an interesting sort of conversation at the very end of Garfield's show today. Right. And you were, you were uh, I think one of the brothers asked that it was a very basic rudimentary question about it's like, how do you, you know, how, how do you define what's pseudo, right? And right. how do you define what, what is pseudoscience, mm -hmm. right? And I know this is, this is one of those, for me, that's one of those topics that don't necessarily get old on this particular channel. No, sir. Right? Because, because there's, there are those telltale signs, right? <laughs> that you can always detect. Okay. Is, is this something that's rooted in, in actual science or false science or pseudoscience? Right. And uh, I actually pulled up an article in this, uh, this actually came from the journal of optometry. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily talking about anything about optometry. It talks about, uh, the, well, the, the title is Science, Pseudoscience, Evidence-Based Practice, and Post-Truth, right? And it talks about these characteristics that you could always look at to determine if something could be considered pseudoscience. This is when you're, you say your, your, your pseudoscience uh, uh, senses are sort of going off. And, and one of the biggest things that I see in inside of our community, our community, right, is confirmation bias, right? This whole idea that, you know, within science, right, one of the major goals is to, okay, well, we're going to use rigor 
to refute some of our claims, right? And test that, right? We don't necessarily, we can make a hypothesis or put or, or do a postulation about something that we're observing in the natural world, right? But we also want to do the due diligence, right? To falsify that claim, right? And not use confirmation bias just to validate our hypothesis or our assumptions, right? And I think that's one of the things that we see in this particular community a lot, right, is that whole idea of, of confirmation bias, right? Um, some of the other things that you have to look at in terms of, okay, well, is this, when you're asking your question, is this pseudoscience, right? Is the person that's making the claim, is that particular claim falsifiable, right? If the claim, if you're making a claim that isn't falsifiable, then more than likely it's going to be rooted in pseudoscience, right? Also, right, is the claim testable, right? Are, 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 is what they're proposing, is there a way to actually use a systematic way to test it? If not, it's probably pseudoscience, right? And also, there was another, there was another piece in there, and I'll see if I can uh, actually go through uh, the article, right, um, to get some, some, great, some greater details. But yeah, it's, it's really great if you guys have access to any academic databases, you can actually pull this up. It's like I say, it's from the Journal of Optometry. It's called Science, Pseudoscience, Evidence-Based Practice, and Post-Truth, right? And I think this uh, has a couple of references from uh, Oxford as well, Stanford Encyclopedia as well. So yeah, it's well-sourced. Well Right. And as well, I guess the third, one of the third things that you should always look at, right, is in terms of the systematic way that a person actually developed their hypothesis or whatever they're postulating, right? Um, if the person or the scientist or whoever's making the claim, right, if they can't demonstrate a systematic way in terms of how they came to their, their, their particular uh, hypothesis or whatever they're proposing, then that's, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's, a, a, that's one of those signs or, or, or concrete uh, a piece of pseudoscience, but I would say that you should be asking questions at that point, right? He's like, what is the systematic scientific process by which you came to this particular um, uh, uh, postulation, right? It's very, very interesting, right? And that one comes to mind when we talk about uh, Diop and his two cradle theories. I ask myself sometimes, right, what is the what is the scientific process, right? Or what was the systematic way in which Diop um, actually developed his two cradle theory, right? Mm -hmm. That's a question that we can ask, right, to go and say, okay, well, is this considered pseudoscience or not, right? These are these are those practical sort of things that you can apply to the information that you're reading or whatever you're reviewing so that you can make those informed decisions there, right? Mm -hmm. And not just jump out the window and say something is valid or something is pseudo without doing your own due diligence, right? Because that's important as well. Yeah, we ain't never thinking like we, I don't, it's kind of ugly, yo, when a person is, you know, make it to the Met. I don't know, you might not want to call him pseudo. You might just want to say his ideas are outdated now. Yeah, you want to be really careful. Yeah, you want to be careful. I, I, I think his um, I ain't brushed up on his old that two critical theory thing in a minute, but it seemed it seemed more of a um, socio psychological mm. hypothesis. Mm. There you go. Versus a scientific mm. hypothesis that could be 
put up the scrutiny, but uh, <clears throat> based on what we know now, and 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 just, and just from what I heard about it, it wasn't um, it wasn't wide enough in scope to to hash out some of the problems, even even on a social psychological level. So we could we can we, we can rule out uh, some of the theory because like he was right about uh, in terms of the environment, mm-hmm. the environment playing a role, but he didn't he didn't hash it out further and go into okay, well not just the cold environment. Well, what what else? What are the similarities that a hot environment can produce innate in a, in a person's mental aptitude versus that that was that would be similar to that in cold? See, he didn't, he didn't go further enough and hash out all the um all the different variables, and uh and they always tell you if you got if there's a if you have a scientific theory and it's um it's too vague, you can mm. throw it out. So mm. we, you just throw that out. Hey, yo, I just want to say one thing. Um, for me, when, when you're scientifically literate, you understand that science changes. So understanding that, you know that there are certain things that they're, they're outdated and, and maybe have been proven over time to not be correct. But to understand the science of the, that understand that science changes, then it was a different time when that information was presented. And like I said, maybe it was accepted for whatever reason and proven over time to not be accurate, but it still don't mean that you're pseudo because you were dealing with the information you had available at the time. You know, the stuff we have today you know, we take it for granted, but it ain't always been that way. You know, there hadn't always been cell phones where you can get a glimpse of just about every museum on the planet. You know, people actually, there was a time when people actually had to travel there. And there was also a time when certain people, if they got there, they couldn't get in. You know, so you have to be able, you have to understand that information changes and understanding that then you know that you know scientists of the past they they dealt with what they had and the situations they were under you know and that's just what it is yeah and some stuff you gotta just throw out like listen it's uh i heard part of it and, and I, like i said part of that discussion and, and it really gets into like it everybody agreed on what is wrong there was just basically a disagreement on what does it mean to be pseudo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody agreed on what's like, like nobody's saying uh, Diop is right. Everybody agreed that, okay, he's wrong on this. So, but okay, let's take um, Isaac Newton. Well, what if I say Isaac Newton is pseudo, right? Because Isaac Newton was an alchemist. In, in fact, he wrote more on alchemy that he did it by anything, that he did it by anything. And he died of alchemist. You see what I'm saying? So you can't, I can't, you know what I mean? But if I, if I went and say Isaac Newton was pseudo, they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? He would just, he just had some bad ideas. And most scientists got some bad ideas. Most scientists produce hypotheses that get shoot down. I just, that's just part of the process. Some of them live long enough to see uh, uh, them, them confirm, or uh, some long enough to be, see them debunk. You know, some don't. 
You know, yeah. I don't know when Diop wrote the crate two, uh, two cradle theory, but I think Diop died right next to Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head. It's like when you read about you know Newton from a historical perspective, uh, they always talk about him being probably one of the the, the greatest scientific luminaries despite this whole alchemy thing that he was uh, sort of pre- preoccupied with half the time, right? Just forget that alchemy <laughs> stuff that he talked right, about. Right, right. You other never, that, you never even other heard, than that, he was absolutely... never even heard about the alchemy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But that's somewhat of a natural science, right? Yeah. Scientist right back then as well, right? But it's, Yeah, you um, just got me. You just got me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a transition from alchemy. It was just like philosophy, mm-hmm. out of philosophy, comes uh science right no it comes no philosophy and then it's your naturalist and out of your naturalist then you get your day going so, so they considered charles darwin he wasn't a sign he was a naturalist remember the greek philosophers greek philosophy yeah. they asked the question of the unknown uh it's another word i want to use what's the word that's outside of the physical people's metaphysics Metaphysic, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so i think it's philosophy and there's science Right, natural science and metaphysics. Somewhere in there was it the metaphysics. How did that go? It's somewhere in there. But all of it is just, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're coming up with theories in question before you actually have the ability to put these things to test. And once the technology steps in, and now we get that tech on a technological level. Now we can, now we got the sciences. Now we can, we can uh, rule out certain theories. We can, we can debunk them with, with technology. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and I think it's worth maybe reading up on some of the early sort of definitions and concepts of metaphysics. I think in terms of how we use that term today, that's not necessarily what they thought metaphysics was back then when they were actually practicing it. I think today when we talk about metaphysics, we're it's associated with new age and a lot of these weird type things. But metaphysics wasn't necessarily about chakras and you know uh, oh no 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 that stuff right it's it's no totally it was was trying to explain the stuff outside of the physical remember meta outside of the physical right yeah it was talking about the outside of the physical world right which is which is supernatural remember we talked about natural and supernatural so science seeks to explain the natural religion explains the supernatural the meta the meta the outside of the physical realm science can't measure something outside of nature supernatural it's not designed for that at all so yeah religion is perfect for that yeah absolutely so well, right. and uh and, and, and back to that to the pseudoscientific something can be pseudoscientific mm-hmm. but not necessarily wrong when something because yeah. like, sometimes when you're saying a pseudoscientific you're saying that there's no way to test that scientifically mm-hmm. that's what they're saying so that's there's no science to test that. So if you're calling it a science, it's pseudoscience. You know what I mean? Because we can't falsify all, and, and, and that's in and, and the stage right there. And then some of it is just batshit crazy. You know what I mean? Just straight suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, batshit crazy. So we was having a con. I'm trying to, I'm thinking I can reach that sister, man, and um get it to slide through, right? I want to get it to slide through so we can help her out a little bit. Um, On what? Just period, you know. Na, na, how you say it? Natalia? Na, how you say it? Natali? Natali? Why do oh. the lady? Yeah, the lady from last night. Oh, I, I, I didn't see you last night. But uh, I she wants, she, she wants to debate you, Hong. I'm, I don't I'm know what you. <laughs> I'm familiar with some of her work. I've heard it before. Oh. That name is because uh, it's kind of like Nepal, but 
Yeah, kind of stand nap top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just, yeah. yeah, I get it to come through, man. I had a conversation. I'm not the big come on, man. On what? Like, on what? Well, hey, I'm great. I'm great. Show y'all something gonna kill him. <laughs> on what? <laughs> it was the age of the earth, right? It was that six thousand years versus oh, the four point five billion, right? Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, I, that would be a slaughter. Right? Oh, right. Love the age of the, six thousand. Listen, man. <laughs> There's people in her church that would tell her, look, sis, let that go. <laughs> you don't need the pseudo killers oh, to let that go. You know what I'm saying? You got people in your community to be like, look, sis, we we, we can move past that. Come up with another explanation. You, feel you gotta go back a long way, yo. <laughs> But, yeah, I, but I tell you, there's there's a, a crazy, crazy hodgepodge sets of beliefs that you know, people people have overlapping pseudoisms in this community, right? They'll they'll be a flat earther, then they'll be a young earther, and then they don't they don't believe in they, they believe in chemtrails. It's like multiple sort of things that 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 are sending people in the rabbit hole these days. So, a, a lot of times you have to ask a bunch of questions before you even have a conversation. It seems to figure out, okay, well, where does this person actually sit? Yeah. So, I can't believe folks still fight. Like, here's somebody fighting for six thousand. That's that's funny. Mm -hmm. It's twelve. No, it's no. She would get slick. Double up. Double up. It was six to twelve, right? That's what. Double up on your ass. Six to twelve. And I know she heard it. Give her a little cushion. Give her a little cushion to work with. Yeah, a little cushion to work with. Give a take. Six thousand. <laughs> okay, so she only all about what, like four point four billion? Nah, honey, nah. <laughs> she, yeah. she yeah, that's crazy. And and Unc, you were only off around what three hundred thousand years, right? <laughs> so you were you were a lot closer than your estimates. I'm a hell of a lot closer. <laughs> oh, you mean with four point two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were a hell of a lot closer than she was on the whole conversation. So yeah. Yeah, I was off a little bit. Yeah, kind of like, like, what do they think? Like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, what do they think about school? Like, why do they, why do you think that's being taught in universities and not 6,000? Like, is it, is it a <laughs> ploy against God? Like, like, what's the lot? What's what's the logic in that? You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, I don't, ain't no logic. So, so most of them. Most of those people like that are conspiracy theories anyway. So the government out to get you. So the, yeah, the yeah, government yeah. teaching the wrong, you know, yeah, go for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Definitely go ahead. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to bring. Hold on. I'll put this in here real quick. I'm trying to see if I can catch up. And then debate. How you going to debate? <laughs> How you going to debate that? You ain't. You've already threw out science if you said 12,000. Like, you're you using this evidence. Scriptures? So, no, yeah. Nah, I don't know what the hell. But this is... <laughs> uh, we we want to bring it here. We're going to do this. This is a light search right here. We'll just do this. It's definitely... This is a job for Wikipedia. Yeah, you should be able to get past Wikipedia in all your endeavors, right? So, you got two things here. You got uh, James Usher... All right, if I can get it through, man, come on now. 
<laughs> Black Telec looking for the link. Oh, lavish. Yeah, I see. He wants to talk about space time. You want? He yeah, wants to, he yeah, wants to dive into general relativity. Okay. Yeah, we got him. Put <laughs> your thinking caps on. We got him. <laughs> Skip. All right. So uh, the first link, the first link, we got the sister on. Yeah, she, she's up. So the sister's always up for the challenge. Right? <laughs> and the party that yeah, she's always up for it. Yeah, I gotta give it. I gotta give it to her. Yeah, she pulled right up. <laughs> She's got your number. She's got your yeah, number. Huh? Yeah. I tell you. Straight up with like, what's popping? Yeah. What's popping? What's up? Yeah. I'm confident yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's talking all that mess. What's good in there? So, uh -huh. so yeah, you know, we got we, we keep a nice certain decorum, man. And we appreciate you sliding through, uh, sis. Um, and can you hear me? I can't hear you. Am I saying it right now? Oh, okay. She got to go and come back again. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, she like she she up for the action. She like the action. We're gonna talk a little space time, have some fun. You don't know we beat up space timers over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, um, you're not getting it. You come on here and mess up one piece. You will <laughs> never recover. Right? <laughs> you will never. You better have it together. Yeah, you know I'm saying now, I might have said radioactive molecules. It should have been radioactive atoms and all that, but that didn't kill me, did I'm still in the game, right? I just want you to, you know. But if you come on here for the space time and mess up and add something to it, you know you're gonna get got. That's why we call the pseudo killers. We're gonna let you get your thing off, right? Yeah. Or she might have, she might have popped on here and realized, oh shit, the pseudo killers. And this, I think, this is one of those topics. That's top of mind for Anthony as well, right? Because um, we talked about this whole, um, it, it was the, the lady that actually just won the Nobel Prize uh, for some of their observational techniques for, mm -hmm. uh, for actually the discovery of the black hole in the center of the Milky Way galaxy, mm -hmm. right? And, and that observational evidence that they were using um, based on the light, the light that was bending around that, you know, due to the gravitational, the huge gravitational effects of, of that supermassive black hole, right? Um, and, that, and that lends to the whole idea of general relativity, right? When you talk about space-time and how gravity could actually curve or manipulate the fabric of space. So I think we had a conversation on that. It was like a couple, a couple months ago, right? And we had some, some really, really good uh, uh, conversation about that. What is what is that effect called? Right, I don't remember right off the top of the head. What is that effect called? The the curvature of light as it actually uh, moves around a massive object in space. What is that? What is that effect called? Right, it's called uh, yeah, Brendan. It's mm -hmm. called uh, gravitational lensing. Yep, the gravitational lensing, and the, and we we call these the, um, the 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 relativistic effects of yeah. of what we see in the cosmos. Right, these mm -hmm. uh, like like for instance everything that we understand right in terms of everything that we do on the the earth in terms of like putting satellites in space you know with with brother james flying airplanes all these things that we can do under classical physics under newtonian physics without any of the the ideas of relativity right uh, the things that they were measuring those are those relativistic effects right um even i think it's the uh, the orbit of mercury right due to its proximity and close proximity to the sun, right? 
um, its orbit is actually impacted by those relativistic effects as well, that curvature of space-time due to that enormous pull of that gravitational effect of the sun. So we do we do talk about these things. Um, and maybe black the black intellect, right? You can jump on, you know, maybe maybe later yeah. when uh, when Unks get, gets ready to put the the link out. Yeah, we can let you dive on. Um, have some fun. Let me get the hold on. I'm trying to get the link. Send the link to the email. Have some fun, man. Just don't come on here with the with the googly guys, yo. Yeah, we need we need to have fun. Right. right? We all we, we always up for it. Like I'm just letting you know. Like we definitely. We definitely up for it. Yeah, right. it's space time. Everything got brother Vance on. Right. And and the the ticking of the clock, right? Remember we talked about the uh, the uh, adjusting for the 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 time clocks on those GPS satellites due to the fast fast rate of their orbits, right? Though that's a relativistic effect, right? Because it falls within right Einstein or Einstein's theory of special relativity right um as well as the acceleration of gravity when you're talking about putting uh, a clock close to the earth as opposed to higher up off of the uh off of the ground right those differences those are relativistic effects that that we have to account for. hey Brendan, if I'm not mistaken well, on, one minute one minute one minute what's going on Vance pseudo kill official what's good bro Oh man, what's good? What's good? I'm just here to support y'all, brothers. I'm glad the topic ain't Egypt. Shit, I should probably shouldn't have said that. Y'all might get caught talking nah, about it right now. Nah, nah. We got Kings, Sosa. Man. We got King Sosa good, on brother? here, Malcolm on here. You know, we ain't doing that. Come on now. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's good, Malcolm? What's good, Anthony? Sosa, where you what been at, boy? What's, what's good? What's good? In the cut, man. Peace to you, man. No, I know. <laughs> In the cut. <laughs> right? I know. I know. Wait for the I ain't mad at you. Wait yeah. for this. <laughs> it was a nuclear war going on. And you was out in the, in the park. Yeah, yeah, I sit that out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. good. That's good. That's good. But yeah, no, don't let me interrupt y'all, Brenda. I know Brenda going in doing this thing as always. Is the nuclear war going on? Somebody's gonna get blown up. I'm not gonna be around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he said he had to get a get in the bunk and he tapped out on y'all. Nah. Man, I, oh, man. I did too. I did too. I was trying to broker the piece, but it's, it, right. it's, it fell apart. It fell apart in the end, and there was a split. There was a split in the nation. So, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was a nuclear war. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was never going to be the same after that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. That shit is a devil. That shit is a devil. Right. We got to be anti Egypt for like 24 months. Like, uh, can't even hey, talk about it. If a nigga would have had guns, somebody would have got shot. Like, so, I'm telling you. Like, I'm somebody would have got shot. Oh, but I'm the hotel before, bro. Right, right. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy, yo. It was the whole the whole field is radiated. They orbit around Egypt, and it's all full of radiation, yo. They dying out there. Crazy. Man, say man, get out of this space. Say man, I'm not around that. Gonna right. die behind no Egypt, bro. I ain't die behind. Right, fuck that. Let me go first. Let me go one time, and then I might be ready to sacrifice my life. But I, I, ain't, even, I ain't even been there yet. Oh man, Vance was Vance was like y'all about to fall out. <laughs> In the like, back chat. Yeah. Damn. I, I, I called it. You called I'll be it. saying yeah. things. I'll be trying to tell. I'll be trying to stop it before it happened because I yeah. I've been around guys and I know how we are. 
Like when you do and say certain things, there's no recovering from that. Mm. When you put yourself in a certain, when you create a certain atmosphere, is there's no real turning back. You know what I'm saying? So I already knew what was about to happen, and it kept happening. I was like, man, it's out of control. This is radioactive. It's all bad. <laughs> yeah. Man, what what are we doing? What have we done? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to peep that scene and be like, hey, you know what? Hey, let's, it's time to slide. Let's go ahead and slide out, bro. Sosa, I was I was screaming every all of that in the back chat. I was screaming all of that in the back chat, like, yo, y'all need to chill, stop, yeah. get out of the car. Big homie that went to the trunk, bro. I think I think it was just car, bro. Let's go ahead and slide, bro. Right, right. Slide right. Out. Let's go ahead real quick. Feel homie in his trunk. Yeah, we we ain't come for that. We ain't come for that. Let's go ahead and slide on out, bro. They had the Egyptian in the trunk. I said, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. This is hey. crazy. Hey. It ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? That's that's manly to slide out. Like some folks don't want to slide. Right. They right. That's cowardice. Nah, bro. That's smart. Like that. Look. That, exactly. Go ahead, exactly. slide, bro. Let's slide. Man, I'm I, I'm just Where's glad that? to see you on here, Sosa. I'm glad to see you on here. I was like, <laughs> damn, we done lost Sosa. Nah, nah, nah. I was just in the cut, man. I'd be doing other shit, but I had some time, so I pulled. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You bet. Friends having individual conversations, trying to talk everybody off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> Not I try working. not to let it get that deep, deep with you know what I mean. I try to let it not, you know what I mean. Get too absolutely, much. absolutely. It's not that serious. It should never be that serious. You know what though? I realize yo, we all give each each other warning shots. Like 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 Sosa, give me a warning shot, and I'll actually know where his ledge is before he cuts me out. Right, because I know my personality can be overbearing at times. Right, just the way I say shit. And, and and just the whole moxie behind what the hell I say sometimes get you like nigga fuck you I get that like I ain't tripping so it's certain cues we give each other right Brendan got a little cue Vance got a cue yeah you know I'm saying Sosa got a cue we all on our cues when you start going over those damn cues it ain't no way back on that it, it's no way back once a person give you a cue we call right. it a warning shot right and you know what I'm saying like like Sosa is really laid back. But I push him sometimes like in the street, like, come on, yo. He don't say it that way, but it's the way he react to certain things. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we lie, people watching, and don't nobody want to get really, because it's just, it's really just information at the end of the day, right? And so we should never, I always say friendship should never be tested, right? It shouldn't be. So everybody, every man and woman, you got certain warning shots you give your friends, right? Or, or your associates, right? And if you start running that warning shot too many times, a person is going to react. So that's what basically happened. We start reacting over our things and shit got blurred. The vision got blurred. And, you know, I ain't going to say it. I almost said the bitch ass nigga. I ain't going to say it. But when you bring bitch ass niggas around, yo, that's always going to mess up everything. Just for the record. But let's move forward with elegance and grace. I'm going to drop that link in there. Right. And uh, let's see. So we can get this conversation rolling real quick. And, yeah. and while the brother that calls in back. that wants to talk about uh, general back. relativity, he asked the question, how, how does um, gravity, how can I explain that gra how gravity affects a clock, right? And let's pull this up. It's, there's a scientific term for it called gravitational time dilation, right? And while, while Unc gets that, uh, that link ready, let's... Uh, Let's review some sources. Let me know if you guys could actually see this, right? 
This is uh, from our great Wikipedia. Right? Wiki is good for certain things, right? Uh, this is just a high-level definition of gravitational time dilation, right? All right, can you guys see this? Mm -hmm. All right. It says gravitational time dilation is a form of time dilation and an actual difference of elapsed time between two events as measured by observers situated at varying distances from a gra a gravi a gravitate what is this a gravitating mass, right? The lower the gravitational potential, right? The clock, the closer the clock is to the source of the gravitation, the slower time passes, right? Speeding up as the gravitational potential increases, the clock getting away from the source of gravity. Albert Einstein originally predicted this effect in his theory of relativity, and it has since been confirmed by tests of general relativity, right? So essentially what this is saying, right? It says uh, the lower the gravitational potential or the closer the clock is to the source of gravity, the time passes slower. Like for instance, when, remember when I just mentioned, right? You could take a high precision clock, take one of them and place it on, on the ground, right? That, and then take the other clock, that high precision clock, raise it up off the ground, right? And say for instance, 20 feet. I think our, our clocks go to a precision of almost 10 feet now. Right. And based on that location, right, closer to the Earth, uh, which is what we call the, uh, the the gravitating mass in our instance. Right. Earth is the gravitating mass. That clock will tick at a different rate based on its location uh, and proximity to the Earth. Right. So that's just a high level sort of description of this uh, phenomenon called gravitational time dilation. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, it's, All right. it's a high-level explanation for it. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got our first caller on the panel, man. Uh, come on, Issa, what's up? Greetings, panel. Um, beautiful uh, conversation. I love it. Um, obviously, I've only got a limited time because other people coming on. So um, basically, yeah, I heard the end of what you said in regards to my question mm -hmm. um, about how does gravity actually affect the clock. So I was... I think you are from what I heard you answered it. So most people, when they say it, they just talk about it in the way of, well, gravity affects it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, they leave it there. So my point was, if you were to make a steel clock and put a magnet over it, then, you know, we could understand directly how, because we deal with magnets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking to a lot of our religious brothers and sisters, I'm thinking they need certain things that are more simple. But mm -hmm. the thing I really want to get on, with you is this, my brother, because one of you, I think it was you mentioned metaphysics, mm -hmm. okay? And there's a lot of critique about metaphysics. So here's the thing, in a short sentence, what would you say that space-time is? What is space-time in a short sentence? Yeah, what would you say it is, yeah. I don't like giving my definitions of anything, right? Because things have definitions, right? If, if we're going to deal with the, the definition of, of, of space-time, right? I'd rather deal with a scientific definition, right? And a proper definition. Because Brendan's personal sort of description of it doesn't mean, doesn't hold weight, right? It doesn't mean anything, right? Quite frankly. Uh, but I would suggest it would show that you've comprehended it and therefore you can explain it in your own way. Uh, one second. 
One sec, East. Hold on. Mm-hmm. See, that's we call that trickology right there. It's called quizmanship. Yeah, quizmanship. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey. Hold reason- on, hold on, hold on, Issa, Issa, hold on for a minute. Okay. Issa Islam, you forgot. Yeah, I Shut know. Up, so this is the game they used to play if you make one mistake right Um, in a high level conversation about some shit that we ain't experts on all of a sudden the field you're talking about is wrong or you're not qualified to talk about that well since we're not experts we stick to it like he's going to bring up a definition and read it so whether he understands it or not it's the sources this is going to represent what we're talking about, though, Issa. Just make sure you got a source to back up what you're saying, because I'm going to ask you for it in a minute. Not yet, though. You ain't there yet, but you're creeping oh. up. Your oh, line of question is leading somewhere, Issa. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us where you're leading at? Let's just get straight there. Go ahead. You see, hold on. Could I just say, this brother's always suspicious <laughs> that I'm coming sneaky. I'm not. I'm having. I. That's only with you, brother. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with me. And, right? and, 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 I, and I will. And, and, and right? that was a fair question, right? And I and I will give. Uh, I'll I'll give a shot shot at it, right? Okay. In, in terms of, of space time, right? This mm-hmm. the definition, or I would say, from a from a theoretical perspective, right? This is mm-hmm. a description of of how space and time associate it with it with each other, right? This that that associ- that association between space and time that's described within Einstein's theory of general relativity. Right, that is what space time is. Okay, no, what well, I meant. So, sorry. So the de- so the definition yeah. with a, about yeah. space time is wrapped in within Einstein's theory of general relativity. I, I, I got that. Right. What I meant was when I said what it is, in the sense that so we would say it's a mathematical model. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it it yeah. is, and there's there are no. mathematical models wrapped within Einstein's theory of general relativity. Right. From, Correct. No, but from, Correct. Uh, no, the, the angle I'm coming at it is, is not the, the perspective of that it's merging space and time in relation to mathematics, which becomes complex for most people. The right. bit I'm focusing on, my brother, mm-hmm. is that it's a mathematical model. Therefore, it's psychological. Do you agree with that bit? Uh, I knew you was going to do it. Uh, okay. Stop, man. No, no, you, you go, go, go ahead and it, it, it sounds like you, you, you've given some go. thought to this. So go ahead and okay. <laughs> explain. I'm not going to agree or disagree with anything you're saying. Go until, ahead, until, bro. Until you're okay. clear on what you're saying. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is this, my brother. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let me just lay it out and then you respond. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm okay. saying is there is a, a, det- a detest, let's say, from our pure scientific brothers mm-hmm. of metaphysics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm suggesting that metaphysics is a natural part of studying physics. And the perfect example is space time, because it's a mathematical model upon which we describe the interaction between things that are actually physical and tangible that we can see. Do you understand? So I'm saying when they talk about hold on, hold on. You said things that aren't physical and tangible. No, that are. So, so are. you said that are, are physical. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So when you talk about the planets, for instance, mm-hmm. they're physical, tangible. We could see them, etc. Right, right. Right. We can't see with our eye. In fact, we can't. You can't detect space time, right? Because it's a again a mathematical model. But it can be we, measured, right? It can it, it can be measured, and we can measure gravity. 
So the idea that 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 we can't see it, no, you can't see it with your eyeball. No, <laughs> you can't. But, no, but obviously, saying, right? I'm, but I'm it saying, can be measured. I'm, I'm saying so, so from be, a scientific perspective. Yeah. Yes, we can see through science. Can't we can see it? But, but Big figuratively. This, this is thank you. This is the metaphysics that I'm talking about. So I'm saying when yeah. we go into ancient language, for instance, oh, what language would that be? What English? Oh, what, yeah. Help me out. What ain't? What is me? I ain't going to say Arabic. Kemet, the Commission language, right? <laughs> Yoruba, buddy. <laughs> Shut up. You. He wants me to say Arabic, right? Akkadian. Right. There you go. Sumerian. There you go. I got you. I got you. What okay, so any, any ancient language, right? I'm saying those people that literally um, personified everything. So when you, the further back you go with language, they personified everything. So I'm saying when they're describing things of nature and gods and whatever else, angels, etc., it's only natural that through their language and their perception that they use metaphysics to describe the physical phenomena. And I'm saying we're doing this same thing. It's part of human nature, but they were approaching it differently because they're just living with nature. Do you know what I mean? They're not like, if we're approaching it from the perspective of mathematics, like we are, you would need a mathematical model to explain the forces that you can't see and detect, so to speak. Do you understand? So would you agree, basically, that space-time as it stands is in the realm or could be placed in the realm of metaphysics? Not no, religious no, metaphysics. No, it's, a, it's, in, the realm, it's the, in the realm of theoretical physics, not metaphysics. Well, how would you distinguish between the two? Well, let's, let's, let's pull this up, right? There's a definition for metaphysics. Okay. So, so let's deal with what metaphysics is as opposed to theoretical physics and what we just say, you know, okay. let's do this. Well, hey, I mean, I, I, I do. Let's, I, let's do that. I, I because, do have because a we have the with... level set. We have the level set for the audience as well in terms of what we're talking about, because well, we, what we don't want to do, we don't, we don't want to take for granted that, that everybody understands regarding this idea of meta metaphysics, right? Because working definitions are important, right? Because well, I may think that metaphysics is something completely different than what you think metaphysics is, right? So, so here's I mean, Wiki again. Let me know if you can actually see this because again, we need a working definition of what metaphysics is, right? I agree, but can I just say this, my brother? Go ahead. Also, we need to get used to the fact that definitions are not limited to what we find in a dictionary because dictionaries oh, are meant to record. Mm. To I'm record. not gonna. I, that that's. Uh, uh, be careful. Uh, be careful because one thing I don't do uh, is is uh, argue. I don't argue with dictionaries again. I don't. I don't argue. I don't argue with dictionaries and I don't argue bro, with textbooks. Please right? stop assuming so, stuff. So, you, so you, as soon as someone starts arguing with the definition oh, brother, dictionary terms, that's where I get out brother, of the car. Brother. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm very scientific he and said, I'm very he methodological. He said, freeze for one minute. Hold on. I just want Let's the stop. audience. I need to stop. This. I just want the listening audience to know there were two things mentioned here that your antennas and your spider sense should have went off the roof. We heard metaphysics coupled with space time. Your sister said, <laughs> nope. then we heard, we don't deal with dictionaries. Did Zach work? Those two items there, we should have had the thing that said pseudo alert, pseudo alert. But go ahead, Ethan. I'm just, right. just Hold on. let me make it clear. I did not say we don't deal with dictionaries. I said in our community, 
we are misunderstanding the purpose and function of a dictionary. It is there to record, first and foremost, the origin of a word, so the etymology. Number two, the general usage and meaning given or meanings via community, via a community, what it means and what they say it means. So the same word in one part of the country, it can mean something. And in the other part of the country, it means something else. So if you're reading something and you understood it one way, you can say, well, it's got two here. Which one did they mean? And neither are wrong unless you can determine which one they meant. This is all I'm saying. So um, in fact, the definition you got up, it actually mentions space and time. So don't really make those, you know, I'm not saying don't use a dictionary at all. I'm just saying our approach is too subservient because remember you go to a dictionary in the seventies, it's not gonna have some of the definitions which it now has in 2022 because they add meanings to it, which tells you that they actually are giving you a record of meanings according to what the society gives and uses these words to mean. You get what I'm saying, my brother Brent? Yeah, that was a that was a great explanation of what a dictionary is. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Uncle Kit. So, Uncle so, so see, see, Uncle Kit always trying to make me look like pseudo, right? And then Brent, that was a great. That was a great. So now that we all Brendan, know what Brendan. a dictionary is, can I tell you what I heard? Yeah, exactly, because you oh, biased. I heard a whole bunch of mumbles. What the hell was he talking you, you about? Bias, you biased, bro. I want to get to the meat of it. I want to get to because again, we have to we go off the rails, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all the rails It's only but 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 I do I do think this definition of metaphysics is interesting, right? If not important, interesting because we talked about it earlier. So let's do this. It says metaphysics is the branch of philosophy. Right. So it's advanced with philosophy that studies the mm-hmm. fundamental nature of reality, mm-hmm. first principles of being, mm-hmm. identity and change, mm-hmm. space and time. Thank you very much. Ca- causality, necessity and possibility. Right. Yeah. So, based, based, so based on that, that sentence alone. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a philosophical explanation of space and time. Right. That's what metaphysics provides a philosophical explanation but, or a but, philosophical study in, within the nature right. of the space and time, right? What we're talking about when we, when we talk about uh, a general relativity in terms of how Einstein does, there's, there's nothing philosophical about what he's, he's, he's describing, bro, right? I hate, that's oh, that's something that's rooted in, 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 in physics, mathematics, and that's something that can, can be tested empirically. Right. And we have tested and proven it empirically to this day. I hear you. I, mm-hmm. I'm get, like what I'm saying is I don't I don't want to go down the route of well, what's philosophy and then it's the love of wisdom and all that kind of thing. What I'm, I'm just I'm making it very basic. Right. What I'm saying is, is that you have something which is not tangible, but it allows your brain to work out things or the, 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 the equations between things that you can see. Right. Um, so you're saying move, space space is not something that's tangible? I'm saying space-time, the model itself. Space-time as a model. So, for instance, if somebody said an angel is metaphysical, right? If somebody broke it down, what it meant, symbols, whatever, or uh, sphinx, I'm saying they would have to break it down for you, but it's not tangible. And they said, well, the angel caused this physical effect here. I'm saying that's within the framework of their religion and philosophy. And I'm saying within this, you still have the same thing. 
you have something that is not tangible. It is a basis for which you can relate other things and other equations. But the main point I'm making is they have to speak of it as if it is tangible. So they use terms like curving the fabric of space-time, bending the fabric of space-time. But there is no bending. It becomes metaphorical language now. It's not literal anymore. So just give a mathematical equation for a metaphysical phenomenon. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying only when we approach things through our own lens. So we forget about religious stuff. We forget about the purely scientific stuff. And we take both science and both religion from our own perspective. So we don't take their commentary and just follow them blindly. So if they define metaphysics as something, why can't we add our own if we can see that it actually covers that as well? Because this is, I'm saying this is where the fallout I can see is between our scientific, purely scientific brothers and our purely religious brothers. And I'm saying there is a thing that links both. And it is That's things like this. Yeah, it's you're talking about philosophy. philosophy. There's always oh, going to be that split. Right, that, that split that between said. philosophy and hard science has existed right. for, for, for centuries. And I, I presume that it will continue, right? Yeah. Because, you know, there's there are certain tenets within hard science that uh, that just you're just not going to be able to to reconcile with just philosophy, right? There's yeah. there's no. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, right. I I I predict that that split will 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 continue to exist, right? And you know, if you if you want to talk oh. about space time from a philosophical point of view, I don't see, I don't see if there's a, there's no problem with that. You can do that, right? But, but hold on, you you hold on, you predict that there's you know it's going to remain that way. But check this. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah they still have not closed the gap between quantum physics and Einstein relativity, uh, relativistic physics. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and this is my point to you, right? That gap has remained for what? 70 years or so, right? Well, 70 years. Well, Einstein, yeah, since, right, right. Since general relativity was, yeah, was postulated, yeah? right? Right, so I'm saying even since then, they've still got this gap. What I'm saying to you is, I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just presenting something to you as a panel of thinkers, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it we have to wait behind them and their discoveries? In other words, let's say your conversation was, or we had a conversation in which we were trying to sort out what were the problems between the two, and we came up with conclusions. And we tried to make the connection between relativistic Who, physics and quantum them? physics. Who's the them? Us here, brother Brendan, and, and whoever. No, 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 you said, why do we gotta wait on them? Who are the them? Oh, them, as in, the, as the in experts. Instance, <laughs> <it's> experts. <laughs> well, you say experts. Hold on, hold on, hold on, maybe, hold on, hold on, maybe hold on. in maybe we should rely on theoretical physicists oh, when, hold on, within Brendan. within these particular realms, right? Because can't can't none of us on this panel can work mm -hmm. out Einstein's theory of general relativity. Right. I, I would say it's that's a pretty safe assumption to say, right? That that at its at, at its fundamental level, we can't work out the mathematics based on that, right? You're gonna have to be able to do that first, right? You can talk about it philosophically, we can mm -hmm. dance around the mulberry bushes and all of this stuff, but the at the at a fundamental level, right? When mm -hmm. you're talking about doing the mathematics at the quantum level, mm -hmm. right? When when you're talking about doing math, that mm -hmm. that one of the one of the issues, right? Why you why it's so hard to reconcile general relativity and mm -hmm. uh, and quantum mechanics, 
is because of the mathematics involved in it, right? When they do mathematical calculations, mm-hmm. right, trying to reconcile those 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 two theoretical um, principles, right? Yep. You end up with like infinite numbers, right? Infinite levels of possibilities, right? Black holes pop out mathematically in places that just doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. We we know we know that the there's something missing in terms of our, our understanding of the physical world because we have these things that pop up within within the math, right? We can't me and you, we we can't fix those things. Right. And 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 the, the and, and all the all of the philosophy and the talking about it and meditating, that's that's okay. not gonna change that. We, we you're okay. gonna have to show mathematically how these things reconcile. Right. So um, we, so we just can't Brandon, do it. That's, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon, just, that's that's an understanding that you're an in enthusiast and not an expert. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? When right. you're an enthusiast, mm-hmm. you follow the experts. So to, to sit up here and act like I'm qualified to tell you Einstein is wrong or whatever is just totally crazy because I know my place. I am right. an enthusiast. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the experts and the experts don't say that space and time is a fabric. They say it behaves like a fabric. No, they don't. Well, they do. I'm saying if you ask them, yes, but I'm saying the wording that they use is, you know, they just say the bending of the, the sentence will say um, the fabric of space time. So I'm, I'm saying that's what they use because they talk about it as if it's a tangible thing that bends and so on and et cetera. Um, well, I mean, the effects, the effects that it has mm-hmm. or the, the, the effects that's detected because of it. And the the prediction in Einstein's because because of of, uh, no the the effects that gravity has on objects yeah especially light Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really prevalent with light Mm -hmm. so they say it behaves like a fabric because if you look at it in the simplest forms the more massive an object is Mm -hmm. it's like it's making a bigger indention on something. And that something is what they call space and time. Because if you, in in a very basic form, if you in a big room, just say you're in a ballroom Mm -hmm. and you leave your drink on one side of the room (laughs) and you walk to the other side, you've created space in between you and that drink. And it's gonna take you time to get back to that drink. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that same concept, it's the same thing between Earth and Jupiter. You know, it's gonna take time for you to cover that space. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, they say it's woven together like a fabric. And then you see the effects that gravity has on certain on objects. It's like a bending in a fabric, like being on a trampoline. You know, no, what no, I'm I understand saying? all that. I, I, brother, I, got, I understand all of that. That's what my, okay. Let's say, for instance, we're trying to get our people onto a scientific way of thinking. By continuously saying the things that you lot are saying, we're not going to have the Einstein type people and even Max Planck. Because remember, when Einstein was saying his stuff, the people then were calling him crazy. Who do you think you are? When Max Planck came out with his thing, there was another youngster 
or was it Max Planck? One of these, a young scientist. And these are all, all these older guys that knew all of this stuff were trying to work something out. And he'd come along with his thing and turn these guys the other way. So what my point is, even if, let's say we can't, the whole idea that they can't arise from us and we just sit behind and wait until they find it. I just think it's not really the right message to get out there. But um, yeah, I suggest that, you know, this actually is, is problematic in the way that it seems you're, have not taken into account all of the different expert opinions about the nature of the universe. Um, I mean, obviously it sounds like you lot would reject the holographic theory or the holographic quantum theory, which however the guy the puts holographic Yeah, and I, I don't want to get it confused either because mm. think about it, right? The, the halls yep. of science are open to anyone that wants to participate brother. Mm -hmm. It's like if any of us want to tomorrow, if we want to go enroll at the University of Boulder and study astrophysics, we're free mm -hmm. to do so in this country, right? But the, I think what we're saying, right, when you mm -hmm. when you said that uh, Einstein and his theories, right, people thought they were crazy. You talk about Max Planck, right? Mm -hmm. But the idea that these were scientists, these were physicists, they weren't mm -hmm. like, you know, people that were working at the local you know, Waffle House, right? Mm -hmm. These people, you know, these, so they were actually involved in in the field in this yeah right? yeah exactly so you know so again, you're saying they're experts as well basically yes 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 they okay. were experts right but, even but even is, right but what my point is my brother is that when we compare ourselves to them the amount of time it took for them to go through a book um and look for a page and blah 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 that process is sped up the you know we can watch a video and learn so much just about stuff and then we can go to a, a book even and search for one word and find out where it is and the time it took them to learn something might have took 20 years and it might take us five days. So, because there was so much information, now it's more compacted. So when you all keep saying this, I'm just thinking, right, okay, you know, is that the case? I mean, let me ask you this. Why can't um, artificial intelligence work out this? So where are you reading this at, bro? Stop playing. Tarling, yeah, because it. last time I checked, right, people weren't becoming physicists on YouTube by you watching yeah. YouTube videos. Right? People were, you know, going and through PhD programs, all of those things, right, are still sort of at play today, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, brother, listen to what you just said, right, in Look, relation to Einstein. Einstein. He said, relax. He said, where are you reading this at, bro? You're not just <laughs> sitting there coming up with this. Which, which bit? Which bit, bro? What you talk about. Stop it. Where's the book you've been reading? Knock it off. Bruv, bruv, I got a brain, bruv. I, I study everything no, that I can. I'm asking you what's the text you're reading from. We like to show the listeners. This is stuff I've, I've, you know, bruv, I've been reading this stuff for like 20 odd years, bruv. It's I'm not do like it one you. book. I'm going to do it so, for you, bruv. Here, everybody see the screen. He's reading something like this. Uh, physics <laughs> and metaphysics. Don't play with me, yo. You know I do oh, that. I ain't seen it. What's this? Oh, okay. Don't play with me. Don't play. Let's not play. To no. Only you would be going. Oh, that! Oh, that got him I'm excited. He said, "Oh, look at that!" <laughs> got him excited. I'm saying only uncle bring up this stuff. Like you know, in back, you think you're going to get some of Take that eat. down. Take yeah, it down. We're not doing it. Take, take, take it down. We're not doing it. We're not going to sit here and do this. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. Oh my god! You know, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> hold on, let me search some book. You know, I got the ear. When I hear it, I'm gonna find it. That's that's my role in this community. I can hear you saying it, and I'm gonna say, I know it's. I'm seeing it somewhere. Ah. 
<laughs> no, I've never heard of this. Um, but I would like to um, see what they're saying. Jennifer, but... trust it. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. There's a there's another one. Uh uh, Unc, hold on. I'll see if I can pull it up while you're yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah, he's not another sitting, interesting thinking of this stuff like this. Don't play us. Go play Lilo. You're not just sitting around. Huh, I think I'm gonna throw together metaphysics and space time. Stop no. it, Esau. Oh, right. Come on. Oh, bro, I can't believe it, man. I right, mean, so anyway, anyway, you sitting I, around I, thinking of that, yo. We're gonna give you the Nobel Prize of science, yo. That's fine, take, take take a look at this one. Uh, the yeah. the Dow the Dow physics. Oh, Have I you ever heard of this long. one. Yeah, that, yeah. that's like 25 years ago I read that. Oh, this, I, I can tell. <laughs> I don't remember. No, but you say you can tell. I don't, I don't right. know if um, I remember anything about it, really. Oh, I think it has made an impression on your worldview, right? <laughs> no, but it's, this what I mean. You lot are guessing. I know it says a lot of assumption and guesses. Like, oh, no. I approach oh, things very open-minded. Like you say, which book you read, blah, blah, blah. So I'm yeah, saying. You know, where uh, you get it from? Explain to us. Oh, okay, right? let me so, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Wait, I didn't guess okay. you. You you told us you read it, right? You said you yeah, but I'm it. saying the imprint. What? Because I'm saying at the time when I read that, you I was religious, it. right? So. Oh, you stopped was, being religious. So you. Oh, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. you go forward? Are you admitting I was right? What? Eight I'm years not. ago, when we argued this very points of religion, all are you have you changed? What do you mean? About what? When did you stop being religious, Esalam? Yeah, no, I'm saying really right. Let me finish, bro. Religious in the sense that you're following what the scholars and imams say. Religious in the sense that you're not thinking for yourself. So I'm, when I'm telling the brother, I read, gone, went through this book. I'm saying it would have just been the interesting thing, as opposed to I'm getting information that replaces any opinions I have. So therefore, back then that wouldn't have had much impact. However, mm. however. Um, books, you ask which books like, I mean, there's, there's a, I can't remember this guy's name, but he was, he's a physicist. I think he's a quantum physicist and he keeps arguing against the general other physicists. And he, he's arguing that consciousness is a, is a part of, um, the oh, universe, man. but that's not where I'm going with this. That's not where I'm going with this. My oh, point yeah. is, I know you believe in that, but keep going. Not, not really, to be yes. honest. Um, yeah, I, I got my other my other theories, but anyway, I just I just wanted to put that there. Um, I, I know you all have got your uh, your opinions on stuff, and I appreciate your um, responses. And uh, yeah, I guarantee that we, those people who um, do not uh, fall in line, so to speak, we keep thinking. You know what I mean? So we have to work this stuff out. And the main thing for anyone listening you is pattern. Are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that if you don't go to college, then some kind of way you're actually thinking? If you don't go to school and, no, learn no, no, no. and get what? some type of degree and say subject, then you're yeah. not thinking. Yeah. No, no, hell no, bro. You, you need to go. You study the heck out of whatever you can, um, degree or whatever else, Wh whatever it is. You apply, yeah. bro. So you might as well say I might have ten degrees by the flipping amount of stuff I study. But the point is. Um, I'm we, saying we can hear that you have no degrees. We can actually hear that. But guy, no, 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 we're not gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. What it, what it is, I know it's. But this is the problem. You saying that there's a guy called Deepak Chopra, right? And he's got loads of degrees. And you would say the same about him. The other guy I was talking about is a physicist. He's got degrees, but he's he says there's consciousness through it throughout the universe. So you can't say you hear this or Man, that. Each nope. person has their opinion nope. on something. I'm yes, saying I'll just ask the question. I appreciate your answers, my brother. 
and uh, your time. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was a great conversation, brother. I think it was the, the, the great dialogue. I just was trying to find out who the they was. They, the, they like, went to school? Who's the they? They as in what? The scientists? Is that what yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the scientists. You're talking about the scientists? Okay. Mm. No, but I do think... Well, anyway, like I said, not every scientist, physicist, toes the same line. They do have their own theories around how yes, things are working. Yes, they do. You know I mean, but you, Unc, because you're biased. Now, this is the thing. This is the thing that's unscientific about you. Wow. You would just reject him. You wouldn't even look at what he's got to say. You just put, hold on, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Just like you've been accusing me, brother. Before. Right? You, you would just reject anyone who says, oh, there's consciousness throughout the universe. Right? No, no, no. Forget him. You just told a line with straight physics, straight blind stuff. Because as soon as you hear the word consciousness in the universe, Uncle Kett will be, no, that's religious. Boom. No, I wouldn't. I would say okay. for there to be consciousness, there has to be a brain. That's all I would say. Are you serious? Yes, Mr. East, I'm dead serious. Oh, That's what you really want to get to. Like, no, you start talking about being conscious of anything and consciousness no. and all that. You no. need a brain, bro. That's simple no. for me. Bro, that's, uh, Uncle Kett, that's not what they're saying, because they're saying even the physicists, nor the no. neurologists, no. know what consciousness actually is. Okay. So therefore... What they're really the saying we just went through a whole conversation, and it's not what they're actually saying, but whatever... I, well, yeah, you're not it's, getting it's the point. The whole concept of the mind-body dualism, right? We 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 I've studied studied this stuff, right? It talks about it right in that book that I just shared about you know the Tao of physics, this whole idea that somehow the 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 mind is separate from the body, right? And and there, there's a distinction there. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Brendan, and mm-hmm. since we're on this, right? The mm-hmm. observer effect, the, the point. The you go. I'm talking about. There you go. You uh-huh. No, no, no. Listen, listen. No, because listen the way Uncle Kit coming, yo. Now hey, we all right. know. No, first I was thinking, well, Uncle, give him a chance. Now we all know. Here we go. Here we go. So he stepped, so he stepped <laughs> into it. So he stepped into it, it with general <laughs> relativity. So now we want to talk about the nature of reality at the quantum level. So go ahead. No, Brandon, listen, listen. Please. You're different than Ankh, right? Ankh is just whatever. <laughs> right. What I'm saying is, bro, because these are stuff that I haven't spoken about with anyone for flipping years, bro. Yeah. So they, they're not really fresh in my mind. But I'm just saying, because oh. we brought this up and Ankh Kek said, oh, it has to have a brain. What's your opinion, brother Brendan, in you regards to the that. idea that there needs to be an observer for there to be free? I think the guy keeps saying the moon. Like the moon doesn't exist unless some, do you know what I mean? You yeah, know it was the, the whole idea that Einstein said it. He says that I, I refuse to believe the moon isn't there when I'm not looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of one of his his famous uh, sayings, right? And, and mm-hmm. Einstein, quite frankly, he had some issues with mm-hmm. this whole idea uh, regarding this, uh, what, what you would call it, the probabilistic nature of the universe as right. we understand it within quantum mechanics. Right. right. So it, it goes into this whole idea about the observer effect, saying that, you know, in, in terms of if I could just say as a as just describe it for lay people. Right. Um, such as myself. Right. Um, <laughs> we talk we're talking about I'll give you an example. Right. Mm-hmm. Say that you're standing at the top of a, of, of a, uh, a flight of stairs and you've got your phone in your hand. Right. And if you drop your phone. And if it bounces down all the stairs and lands somewhere on the floor, right? At the quantum level, right? There's, there's a probability that your phone, right? Is in 
multiple different locations simultaneously, right? Um, even clearer, right? Your phone is in all possible locations simultaneously, right? And it isn't until you look and you observe your phone, right? Mm -hmm. That that something is we, what we call the collapse of the wave function. Function, right? right? The collapse of the wave function and your phone is at a particular space on the floor, probably broken or whatever, right? <laughs> at, a, at a high level, that is that is a, an explanation of the observer effect, right? That is, so, that is sort of a, a definite or sort of a, a description of what's happening at the quantum level, right? Um, this, this idea that you have to have a con and quite right. frankly, this idea that you have to have a conscious observer, mm -hmm. right? For the collapse of the wave function, right? Yeah. This was this the whole idea, like like for instance, like with Schrodinger's cat, right? The idea, the the uh, the the analogy where you could have a cat be both dead and alive at the same right. time. All of these here. interesting thought experiments well, that the physicists what, did back in the day. What, right. Well, mm -hmm. uh, can I just say you were talking about four experiments, but what about the double split experiment? Okay, go ahead. Are you not saying that's related to that? Thomas to the Young. observer effect? Yeah, yeah you're, you're talking about the collapse of the wave function or- Right. The, so, yes, yes. so I'm saying- Somewhat similar, right. Somewhat similar right. there. Because I'm saying that's the easiest one, right? right. Thomas mm -hmm. Young. Right. So, mm -hmm. so do you agree it was physicists that believed in this observer effect and Einstein said he didn't accept that, correct? Oh, well, well, there, there was there was a description within within quantum physics that Einstein did not did not agree with, right? And specifically, what he disagreed with was this whole idea that um, what what Einstein wanted to do, right? He wanted to find whatever variables he thought that there were variables within physics that we were missing, right? That that would account for this this probabilistic nature of the universe. Right. Because his whole idea, another one of his famous uh, quotes is that I I refuse to believe that God play rolls the dice. Right. Yeah. He said that he does not believe that God rolls the dice. So you have um, what we call the EPR paradox. Right. Mm -hmm. With Einstein, Podolsky and Rosen. Right. Trying yeah. to actually work out this whole idea. Right. What is there some hidden variable? Is there something missing in our understanding of quantum mechanics? right, that explains that probabilistic nature of the universe, right? Um, and one of the interesting things about it, right, is that, that uh, remember the, the recent um, Nobel Prize this year in mm -hmm. theoretical physics, right, mm -hmm. it, proved, it actually proved Einstein wrong, right, that, that actually the, uh, the, the, the uh, physical world is probabilistic at its very nature at the quantum level. Right. And mm -hmm. there is no missing variables or something that mm -hmm. that we don't understand because they mm -hmm. were actually able to uh, to actually verify a lot of this stuff right. using those pure empirical observation techniques. Right. So I would say if you're interested in that, uh, take a look at the, uh, the the team that just won the Nobel Prize in physics in 2022. Right. So OK, it's, uh, but I just wanted to say right. the, the thing was, because I think Godbody News says, just like energy simply means to do work. I never saw a whole community use the word so wrong. And I agree. We use the word energy as if it's something as opposed to a potential or the capability or capacity to do work or do something. Now, here's the thing. The observer effect, right? Is it to do... Now, it's spoken of by some physicists as if it's the mind and the brain 
of the person affecting the subatomic particles that were fired out of the machine in a double slit experiment. Do you agree? That was, the whole, they... that, that was the Copenhagen interpretation, right? right. That was the Copenhagen interpretation that they said that that, that was a, a, a consciousness that was acting on the physical world, right? Right. So, so he was saying that- Which, by the way, has been abandoned, right? It, it was even uh, it was even uh, abandoned by the people who came up with the, the Copenhagen yeah. interpretation. That, that, right. that was abandoned, right? Okay. So I'm saying that's one. But then the other- <laughs> Was it not was it not presented that it's actually the, the devices that you're using to observe Ooh, that affect it? Do you get what I'm saying? So as opposed Ooh, to a brain, hold on, I'm saying, did they not take into account that it's actually the devices that you're using? Because how I understood it was, if you're firing a photon to measure the position of an electron, the firing of it is affecting the position. Yeah. Right, right. There, there was an impact. The, the measuring, the, the, the actual yeah. tool that they were using to measuring measure the, the phenomenon right. was impacted. Right, yeah. correct. Right. So I'm saying this was as opposed to consciousness, as in the mind doing it. Mm -hmm. I was saying, well, what about the actual devices that are doing the measurement? Because you're at such a, lo a level where, you know, if you use um, a billiard ball or whatever, and you use that against maybe a, a, a tiny little something where it doesn't really affect it, you could you can measure it more accurately. But if you're using something which has similar mass, then you're actually... I, I, don't, I don't know about that. What because, you're trying to measure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, you, I'm not sure. What do you yeah. say? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, if I'm you not got sure the about that because, if, because it even goes even to a more fundamental level than that, right? Because we, we know... If you're if if you're actually measuring something, you shine you shine a light on a sub or on a subatomic particle or something, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a, it's it's a, a chance that the photon could impact, right? It could, it could actually alter your your measurements. I think we understand right how how the tool could actually um, uh, impact that measurement, right? But but what I'm talking about, right? What I'm at the fundamental level, we're talking about the the EPR paradox. And things in the quant in, in the uh, the Copenhagen interpretation mm -hmm. it doesn't really have anything to do with the measurement tools. They're, we're talking about the fundamental nature of, so, of, of of reality being being probabilistic, right? So Outside wave, of any measuring tools, right. right? So wave. So we're talking about whether it's a wave or a particle. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. That's that's something different. That's something a bit different. So you're talking about. Uh, the, the you know you're talking about the wave particle duality of light, right? I'm no, talking I'm saying about something speaking. even more even more fundamental in terms of what I'm, no, I'm speaking. No, no, I what I'm what I'm saying is mm -hmm. is that for instance they're saying in one sense it's consciousness that lets you know um, the very nature of what will come out from um, in other words how the wave function will collapse, right? That's one side of it. I'm saying the other side is the double split experiment where they suggested as to whether this would be a wave or a particle would also depend on how you approach the experiment and what you were expecting. And they, that's where they said consciousness affects it. Yes. And I was saying, I was saying, this is where we should ask, well, have the devices themselves affected it? So for instance, when they were measuring the position of an electron or the electrons in an atom and they're jumping from one level to another, when they're um, measuring this, they're using photons, correct? Yeah. 
That's and cer- then certainly, certainly, if you, you so, know, if, if if the if if the room is lit or whatever you're looking at, yeah, exactly, photons are. No, are what I mean it. is that they're beaming. The, so what they did was they got many different measurements together, and that's where probable the probabilistic um, potentialities came into place. Yes. So observer effect. Oh, he's reading it up. See, Uncle Ken, you gotta read up. I, look, man, I you're pretending like you know it. Hold on, no, no, no. You were pretending like you knew it already. You already dealt with I it. I did. Look, I'm not. I didn't look up them. I've been. Come on, man. I done beat up Nature Boy on saw letters with all that. That's, but that's not me, bro. That's not me. I don't, I I don't, talk, I don't think we're. I don't think we're. We're. We're exactly. too off. Off kilter here in terms of the Thank conversation, you. right? We're. we're again. This is yeah. this. We're talking about levels of theoretical physics that. Yeah. Uh, again, can can wrap yourself around the axle very easily, right? In terms yeah. of of, mm-hmm. of this, especially in these types of conversations, where free, when we're freestyling, right? So, mm. yeah. no, what, brother, I hear you. What what it is, Brenda? Let me t- just tell you the, the issue that, that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. saying the gap between our people and us. Let's say who I'm just interested in how things work, right? I just want to know. It's just something I can do for hours and hours, reading up on science and mechanics, whatever it is. There are a lot of people, it seems the majority of people don't give a damn. And the thing that really, you know, I had this opinion before that we need to try and educate our people, but how are we going to do it? Now, the thing was Brother Unk, when he came out about the, the I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but the, the situation a couple of years ago, right? The lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying when it comes to the point where our people, can literally tell other people, no, you just drink some herbs and you do this. And, and people are literally passing on because of information over the internet. I'm saying like, that's serious. We're not just debating between religion and who's right and who's God is right and whether God exists. This becomes something really, really serious. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and all I'm saying is, can we bridge the gap? In, can we try any means to bridge the gap, to get our people thinking in a in a way outside of this what i call religious stuff you know what i mean it's like if there's a a way of bridging a gap with philosophy use it if because sometimes trying to make them jump from where they are over to where you are that it's just not going to work unless you have it in between unless you say well you know what just jump halfway and then when they jump halfway they actually are more attracted to what you were offering in the first place do you get what I'm saying, brother Brent? Yeah, I, I do. And in terms of like you 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 use the term bridging the gap, right? And mm. I think I think our brother Ong the God Killer, he mm. he he uses a tool <laughs> as well when he talks about bridging the cap the gap, and he he talks about it in terms of scientific literacy, mm-hmm. right? Not philosophy, you know, using scientific mm. literacy as a as a way to bridge the gap. And I think having these types of conversations, right, can actually go a long way in that. Right. And, and also, right, pointing people to the experts, right, for this type of conversation. Again, earlier, I put in a link to, um, to that, that, audio, that audio book. Everything that I'm describing right mm. now, everything that we're talking about right now, if mm. anybody's interested, listen to that audio book. It talks about all of this stuff, right, and gives mm. really, really great explanations for lay people who want to sort of dip their toe into the, to these types of conversations. So not saying that I'm an expert at this by no stretch of the imagination, right? Because I can't do the mathematics for for any of this stuff, right? But I can listen and kind of understand, right, theoretically and conceptually what uh, some of these physicists were sort of are sort of working with, right? And I think that's that's the interesting part that any 
anyone from a lay perspective, right, can sort of listen in, right, take a course, right, and, mm. and sort of uh, understand these things, these 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 fundamental uh, realities of nature, right. So, so again, right, uh, this I, is this is how we're doing. This is how we're bridging the gap, brother. I I hear you, but I I don't know. I I I hear you, but it seems the, the Hebrews and the whoever else, <laughs> no, it's fair enough. I mean, they they don't seem to be seeing that that gap. But I mean, for instance, I mean. I have a friend, I haven't seen him for years, but we used to, he's a teacher, he's a, a university lecturer on physics, right? Now, when he was talking, he would get the piece of paper and start writing all the, the, the physics symbols, right? And he was explaining them and blah, blah, blah. So when he explained the concepts, I would grasp the concepts because I hadn't learned all the mathematical symbols that he's using. So we would have these conversations and he would say that, you know, it is still a possibility that consciousness, um, the fact that we don't know what it is, but that gap there, you could still say it's there. It, it, it is consciousness that is in that gap. And it is consciousness that causes the collapse of the wave function. I'm just saying he's a teacher in physics. So it does seem we're at a level where there are interpretations where we can't just put it out and say, oh, no, it can't be consciousness because physicists who are qualified and teaching at university level yeah, are still saying that. I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> you brought it. I, I wasn't bringing, that wasn't my whole, but I'll be honest, my only thing I wanted to talk about was literally the metaphysics and the space-time model. Because it's something I wanted to hear somebody who's on raw, like if I talk to somebody who's kind of religious, whatever, they might agree. They've got that religious bias and they want to see science and religion merge. But I'm saying people like Brother Unk and yourself, who's just like, no, science is the way. I wanted to see what you would say about it. That's all, man. Big yeah, up, it's great. Up. It's great conversation, man. Beautiful, bro. That, that was uh, appreciate that, man. I think we didn't wound it down, yo. I think we good. I saved um, and that was a great explanation for uh, space time for Brother Anthony. Big ups to them, him for sort of explaining that in a way we could understand it. Yeah, you want to close out with something, uh, Anthony? Nope. How about you, Malcolm? <clears throat> yeah, man, I, uh, I've been listening in and soaking in. Brandon the bad boy, man, on that, uh, when it comes to their physics. <clears throat> um, I, I like what I heard, and uh, I think that, again, I, I'm pro-education, and I think we should just take advantage of the education that is afforded us, <clears throat> become the experts, mm -hmm. and then we can challenge. Yep, you know, I become the experts, and then we can add to the body of knowledge. But, but, um, and I'm not saying that that's the case with this brother here, but, but, uh, you know, trying to shortcut the game and let's just get involved. I mean, we, we, you know, knowledge is at our fingertips, access to the same equipment and tools that these advanced uh, masters of the, uh, uh, of the, profession are utilized you know what i'm saying right we can do that now i don't have to argue with you about a flat earth you don't have to argue with me about a flat earth you can literally go become an astronaut and solve the issue for yourself like we don't ain't gotta do that no more. you can pay 200 and some thousand dollars if i'm not mistaken and, and jump on a uh, ship with one i think one of these uh, one of these groups is flying people out if they decide they uh, want to spend that amount of money and go see if the earth is flat yourself. And like Sosha said, or Sosha, Sosha said, we're on Mars now. Yeah. 
we on Mars now. And like I always tell my students, man, on, on one corner, there's a guy right now with a gun in his hand going to solve this problem. And then on another corner, in another part of the world, there's a room full of people trying to figure out how to get to Jupiter. Where are you? That's all I got. Hmm. That's a fact. How about you, Sosa? No, did I miss my turn? <laughs> now we come back to you, Sosa. Sosa's on mute if he's saying something. He on mute. All right, Anthony, you want to close out with something, brother? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for coming out. It was a great show, gentlemen. As always, Brendan, you own it. You know, but I just want to say, you know, when you when you keep it to the science, you know, that's that's what explains it all, you know, gives you the tools and the methods to have an understanding. And I just Love science because it answers questions. You know, there's no question in science that's too sacred not to be touched. So let's keep it scientific and, you know, apply it to your life. And things might turn out better for you, you know, just because you, you, you're gathering information and then making a decision instead of just going out doing it. You know, a lot of times that don't work out, at least not for me. But if I put a little thought into it, gather more information about the situation, usually I make a better idea. Uh, I mean, uh, a better decision. Uh, that's all I got. Y'all be good. Yeah, man, I appreciate you on that, man. How about, how about you, uh, Brendan? No, I'd say I think this is a great show, man. Hopefully we didn't... Um, you know, go, go into some topics that sort of bored the audience too much. I hope that we kept it interesting in terms of what we were discussing. Um, again, but Brother Sunline, he asked for that particular audio book again. I just put that uh, that that uh, course, a link to that course is in there. It talks about the, uh, the evidence for modern physics, right? Um, just simple explanations for these high-level uh, physics phenomenons, right? Uh, they explain it in a way that's great for the lay people, right? Go if you're at all interested, take a look at that as an audio book. It's a great read. Professor does a, a an outstanding job there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it was a I think it was a great show. We had a, a diverse set of topics, and I enjoyed the conversation when the brother jumped on. Absolutely, a little bit pseudo. I'm putting him in that pseudo box in that category. And, might have to open, <laughs> and, and if he's a regular, and if he's a regular, we're gonna have to open up a file on him. Uh, uh, but just brother, I, I, I all I did was ask you questions and present others hey, ideas. When I, I write you, my hey, book, hey. you know what? I won't put you in the pseudo box, but I just move you closer to that box. I just move you close to. It. I'm gonna put you in there. Uh, wait, wait, wait! I'm, I'm, I'm gonna close some space time by moving you closer <laughs> to that box. I already got a file on him. That's why I call him Islam. Yo, he made this whole Islam. He had a whole brand new Islam. Right. How's that for a, a, a space-time analogy for you, right? Uh, um, <laughs> Closer to the pseudo. But yeah, we I I enjoyed it. Peace, peace of the chat, peace of the mods, right? Uh pseudo killers on deck for sure. So yeah, man, I'm gonna end mine with some with a fun fact or two there. 
And it was based off of the conversation that we had on um on Sarnetta's man. And and I can give this out real quick because this ain't ain't ain't, ain't gonna be able to get around it. So I talked about uh James Usher, right? You also have uh James Usher chronology. These things are part of the whole uh conversation, right? And so let's let me see if I can get um hold on. Usher's chronology. Let's see what that is. All right. Um, hold on. Oh, Let me put the Usher man, right in the damn room. Oh, so we got James Usher. Hold on. Let me show that. Let me give you James Usher's real quick. Uh, real fast. All right, so right here, Bishop Usher. This is James Usher. This is who he's talking about right here. Church of Ireland, okay? All right, this is what this man looked like. Okay, he was trying to give approximations of what he thought the earth was and how he did it. This right here, um, Bishop, okay, was a church, Church of Ireland, Archbishop, okay? Uh, let me see. Primate of all island, hold up. Uh, this is in 1625, right? So now we're getting. Remember, I always talk about how, you know, we, we was the world was looking at looking at the earth in terms of creation stories, and and so we're we're not in that time period anymore, where where, where the majority of nations are looking towards their own personal indigenous creation stories that actually mark time. Right or when they tribal clan came into being, but but this is smack dab in it, right? Okay, uh, it say he was prolific scholar and church leader who today is most famous for his identification of the genuine letters of the church father. And hold on, let me see. All right, move here. Okay, uh, uh, Bishop, hold on, chronology. Sought to establish the time and date, watch this, of creation. Now imagine that. Imagine trying to establish, right, the date for creationism, okay, with using the biblical text, not using science, but biblical text. Okay, as the entrance of the night proceeded, the 23rd day, look, the 23rd day of October, the year before Christ, 4004 BCE. That is around six. PM, 6 p.m. on the 22nd of October. So the 22nd of October is 6 p.m. 4004 BCE. Here you go. Julian County, there you go, right there. This is the dates they came up with. This is what they was using. They all relied on him. So whenever you hear that 4004 BCE, that's the 6,000 year period. That's what that sister is talking about. She's talking about the 6,000 year period. This comes from him, right? 1625, okay? From 1625, 1656, all right? In between that. This is the scholarship he came up with and they used this nonsense right here. But to them, it wasn't nonsense because this is all of what it was. There's, there's, they wasn't looking at it in terms of evolution. There's no Charles Darwin yet. There's no Al-Jahid yet. There's none of that. 
The Greeks had a little, they, they, they was trying to guess at it, right? All of this. So it's, it's very, very interesting. And I think that's important, right? But we finish them off, I believe, with this right here, right? This is where the rubber always meets the road, right? Where's the counter to this at? The counter to this is here. Research gives a snapshot of the oldest forest in the world, right? We see this. No one's getting around this. Incredible website. Okay, look. All right, y'all see the university. All right, okay. Good quality research, right? Um, I'm gonna put this up so y'all can look at this. Not getting around here. Bringham Hampton University. Hold on, let me get this up. So y'all can actually scan it with your phones. Man, coming up. Come on, man. What you doing? All right, well, this ain't showing. I'm going to drop it in the chat for you. Because I think you should have this. And we're going to see why Usher was wrong. It was all wrong. Okay. And right here, under gray stone of Municipality Highway, Department Quarry, the oldest trees in the world, left traces, watch this, of their roots beneath a ridge and forest pool. Look at this. 385 million years ago. I'm going to say this again. 385 million years ago. And y'all can go ahead and finish reading this and getting all that. But it's right here. So we're not, we're not playing this game. We're not doing the 6,000, 12,000. We're not doing that. So you can actually get into the paper, read it, uh, see what they're talking about, and get into it. So that's my source to finish off the whole thing. I'm not sitting here and arguing with you of the, of the age of damn earth. Not doing, I'm not debating, not doing none of that. I'm just going to supply you with a source. You go figure out why that makes so much sense. As opposed to Bishop Usher, Usher, 6,000 years ago, 6,000 year timetable for the age of creation. Go ahead, Brendan. No, I, I think, I think this is, this is good stuff to have in our arsenal, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, anytime you can actually have a source that you can point to and sort of describe when you're having these conversations, because you you never know when somebody in your family may be subject to some of this misinformation and these pseudoisms, right? So you're going to have to be able to sort of counteract it and fight it on your own terms, right? So yeah, this is this is all good stuff to have. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to have that though. You you're absolutely gonna have to have it. it you gotta have it. Because we're it, it, at this point in time, it's all over the damn place. Right, everybody needs to start creating their files, right? Yeah, yeah, we all, yeah. <laughs> at this point, we're all going to need them. Yeah, we're going to definitely need it, man, because it's crazy, yo. <laughs> it's really crazy. Crazy. So, yeah, they found it underneath a highway, municipal highway department of quarries, right? I guess they was digging up. They found the oldest trees in the world, Okay. Left, left the trace of the roots. That's 385 million years ago, man. All right. And, you know, 
Uh, you got a doctoral candidate that actually did it. Uh, that, that, that's cool, Dad. Brigham Hamilton University, doctoral candidate, uh, biological science, uh, reconstructed the premodal world in the recent paper. All right, let's get the paper. This is the paper. This is what we always do. Is in PLOS. This is my favorite site right here. All right, let me do this. Accept the cookies. And so, you know, we don't just read the daggone uh, thing. We go right to the thing, right? This is how we do. This is how we rock out. We do this. Here you go. Plaz. Here you go. The middle. Look, Devian uh, rental pool. All right, hold on. Let me get this out. Hey, why are my things like that? Ecosystem provides a snapshot of the earliest forest. Here you go. So this is how we do the science around here, right? At this point, the sister probably won't come on no more. She'll probably just fade off into the atmosphere. She won't come on. Because you're not going to get past this. And it's a great article. Plaz One is a great site to go to. I always talk about it. Um, you got your abstract. You can read the whole abstract. Uh, they show you how they did it, where they found it at. We can go down to the sources of the paper, the dating prop. Let's see, we can go to the, uh, the dating methods they used. Let me see. Uh, let's see what methods they use in here real quick. They got all everything you need. You're not getting around this with your Bible. You're under, you're, you're, you're under man. You don't have, you, you're running around with a handful of grass thrown at somebody with a thermonuclear weapon at this point. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to do it. It's not happening. You're not going to sit up here and beat this up, right? Talk about the date night, man, shut up. We're not doing, you're not doing all this. <laughs> Yeah, they got about at least, let's see, 40, 50 sources to this paper, 41 sources to this paper, right? And I like to go in and read all the sources. That's like you can conclusion, right? I ain't going to read the damn conclusion, but here's a conclusion. Ain't doing all that, right? But yeah, that's New York State Park. So y'all can go in there and, and think it ain't real. It's going yeah, down. Pop that right link. Yeah, pop that link in the, uh, yeah, let's see if I can pop in the YouTube. It. It's going down. Yeah, yeah. You see right here, you got the let's abstract, go. the introduction. The study site and methods, that's what you really want, the results. You got the conclusion. Remember how I told you we did? This is good for us. Reading this damn abstract and reading the goddamn conclusion. Y'all start getting to all this, man. Then you yeah, study methods and how they did the science. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 all nah, all yeah. of the list of figures. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. to have a headache. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a headache. You're going to be, you're gonna, yeah, you're not going to be able to go to work the next day. You're going to like, what, what, what was I doing? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, they give you the actual sites. They get the whole thing. So yeah, man, this is great. Let me let me put this up here for y'all. Let me see. Let me see if yeah, I can drop this in the chat for y'all. Put this in y'all pseudo killer folder, man. Yeah, you know that's how we do it. We do it big around here. We don't have stuff. So this is what you up against when you dive on the show. You up against this right here. We're not. We don't want to hear all that. We, we're not listening to all that. We're not doing it. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't gonna argue and scream. We're gonna say source up a shut up. Mm. Right, yeah, that's how we're doing it. Right, you got to deal with them rocks. You deal with that zircon. You deal with that zircon. <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, you can actually get that. Uh, you know, you can actually buy rings and jewelry made of that kind of stuff. Right, it's like it's very, very oh. brilliant. You know, a piece of piece of material. But yeah, it's it's how we know the age of the earth. That's exactly how we know the age of the earth. Yeah, so we ain't playing this. And then I, I, I promised you that I was going to show you this real quick. I did say I was going to do that. 
um, uh, where we can talk because we talked about the date and I want to give you all something to read. Uh, right here, here you go. The Magic of Reality, Dawkins. Right here, y'all see it. Uh, this is exactly everything I said verbatim, right? And I think the Dawkins Magic of Reality, let's see what the chapter is that I spoke of. Okay, here we go. Uh, what is reality? What is magic? Uh, who was the first person? This is a great one, right? Great one. But who was the first person? Actually, there was no such thing as the first person. I'll let y'all in on it. Uh, why are there so many different kinds of animals? Okay, what are the thing? What are things made of? Let me see. Why do we have night and day and winter? Hold on. What is the sun? What is the rainbow? Yeah. Oh man, began along. Why? So I think the chapter with the date would be some. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what is reality? What is that? It might be in that chapter. This one. Someone there because they for a minute they talk about. Let me see. Real quick. Oh man, let me see. Now I'm gonna get back on this, but yeah, that's. We're definitely talking about the Hebrew tribe. You see, see, see. The Hebrew tribes of the Middle East had only a single God whom they regarded as, look, superior to the gods of rival tribes. That's why that whole thing they took that from the Egyptians is a little bit nonsense because the whole book is actually treaties against that. Anyway, that's a good book. Y'all probably get $5, right? And that first two chapters is going to talk about the date and how they date the earth. It's, it's easy the way he put that together. But yeah, yep. Man, shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Uh, we had a nice, uh, a nice group group in here, man. We shout y'all out real quick. Let me see where I'm at. Who we had, we had in this chat right here, man. Yeah, to all those who stuck in there with us. Sunline fifty five. Yeah, yeah. Cedric, pseudo killer. What's up, Ced? What about phone? Cedric did a great job last night. As great, well. great. He like, did. He, he, yeah, he he had the gas. He was all gas, no brakes last night on. Yes. Shout out to Tiffany. As usual. Operator. Shout out. James Midas. We oh, got that right. Shout out to you. All right. Posturious. Shout out to you. Graybeard. I see you. All right. Mr. Metro. Yeah, appreciate you coming through, man. And of course, Black Telec. Hey, why did he say that? Telec. Huck, <laughs> I'm still in the car with you, bro. I'm still in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Heard Travis. Trap. Tra uh, Airplane Trevor. James. Hey, where Airplane James at? Yeah, we're going to get oh, that. We gonna he get been that James been cutting up lately. He, he He's all over the YouTube streets cutting up. So, nice. Yeah, peace, peace to that, brother. Yeah, peace everybody. Yeah, man. Posterious. Oh, shout yeah. out to the Discord community. Let's get a Discord, the Discord link in there for those who aren't a member of the Discord. See if I can uh, put another invite out here. You yeah, guys that, join yeah, that Discord. That email, yeah, we always have classes. We have classes before the show. Oh we yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, those guys get a uh, a really good sort of a preview of a lot of the. Uh, the topics and the content that we'll do on the subsequent shows. I thought we were going to uh, jump into uh, uh, Dr. Samarka Kita's work today, but I, I see, I see we're going to, we're going to hold it for another day. Yeah. We're going to hold it for another day. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, join that Discord, man. Hit the Discord link, man. It's a that that's that's a good vibing community over there. So oh yeah, we got about three, four hundred people in there, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I suggest I suggest everybody jump in there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's how we do, man. Appreciate everybody coming through, man. Appreciate the show, man. Excellent show, man. Um make sure you subscribe uh to the real black atheists. Of course, like and subscribe to the pseudo killers, man. Go to the Abs US store. I'm sure the mods are putting it in there. Um House of Consciousness, subscribe to the House of Consciousness. Now, hopefully, I'll be up and running on uh, Sarletta University. I think that's the name of it. Right? Up and running, we come over there and catch, I think it's about, about, about 13, 15,000 subscribers over there. Might be able to go over there and actually start that up and do our pseudo killer show over there to bring some science and just bring some real balance to the Sarletta House of Consciousness. Man, I think, uh, I think that's imperative. And I appreciate the brother uh, for, you know, for giving us that ability to do that. And that just shows where his heart is and it's important, man. So, yeah, with that, man, pseudo killers, man, we out, man. Appreciate everybody that came through, yo. We be back. Y'all know what it is, man. Peace, man. Y'all check out the football game. Do all that, man. Pseudo killers.